Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. Anybody there yet? Anybody on? Hello. Hey. Who's this? Mike, who's this? Oh, this is Brian in New York. Hey, how's it going? Good, I'm the guy with the traffic matter. Oh, cool. <laughs> I just got an email here, and uh, uh, I wasn't sure if it was 8 or 9 o'clock tonight, Eastern. Yeah, it used to be 7. I started at 8 because a lot of people don't come on until after around 8, I guess. Ah. Okay, I sent that letter out, by the way, to the cop today. I sent a letter out to the cop on, uh, remember we talked about that? Yeah. 
So we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens with that. And I was going to wait a few days before I contacted the tow company. I yeah, wish you that right away. Yeah. Yeah. That, with when you're sending letters, you could. Uh, like send one to one guy one day and then a couple days later send one to somebody else and then a couple days later send one to somebody else. You could okay. send one to everybody all on the same day. And uh, I don't know. I don't, it kind of depends on the situation. I don't, I guess a lot of times it doesn't really matter how you do it, but I guess. In well, you some know what's interesting? Cause when I did go down, uh, there was a court day supposed to be an arraignment and there was uh, 141 cases. Now, not everyone was there, but the courtroom was packed, and uh, they had received my, uh, obviously, uh, much more, they had received my uh, tickets I sent back, uh, not accepting an offer and so on. I wanted to go down there anyway because I had to post bail when I was doing it, when they took me in, uh, you know. For, well, hold on, you, you didn't send them back. The cop gave you the tickets, and you took them somewhere else. Well, I sent them to the address that was on the tickets, which was the court. So I sent it to the court, but uh, I did not send it to the, uh, uh, that's what I'm going to do with the next letter. I'll be sending that, I'll send it back to the cop, uh, although he wasn't at the, he wasn't at the, uh, he wasn't at the court anyway. There wasn't too many cops there. There were some cops, but most people weren't, you know, so, uh, but I stood up as, you know, uh, I was there as the man representing uh, the entity because they had called. The fictional name, and uh, they said, and then later on they said, as they were going walking out the door, as they were closing, you know, pushing me out the door, basically, are you, you know, Brian, my last name, I met up my fa family name. I said, I'm Brian Dahl, representing that matter. Oh, that's nice. And then he said, well, the, uh, the court's closed, and, they, and then they locked the door. So, I've never experienced not that I've been to court that many times, but I've never experienced anything like that. So, and then uh, I checked the record; uh, they have it online. I was able to check. Uh, from another location, I didn't even use my own computer, uh, and uh, found out that there was uh, nothing in there other than there was a date that they had scheduled, but I didn't get any, any mail from them. I have not received anything from them, and they have my uh, they have my mailing address, so uh, nothing was received. Uh, I happened to just find that there, so my question is, I basically, from what I understand, I did my, you know, job by being there, even though they indicate in the record that uh, the defendant was not present. Of course, I was well, there. Yeah. Well, they, you said they called your name. They called. Yes, they called my name, and I said, "Up, I'm here. I'm, I'm here." You know, I basically said, "I, Brian Dahl. You know, I'm a man. I'm here on, on that for that matter." And then I asked, "You know, is there a man?" And they said, "Shut up, sit down." Da da da. You know, then he ran, and a bailiff ran back. Well, it actually happened one time. There was one guy left, a Spanish-speaking fellow, in there, and they called me while he was there. Now he couldn't speak English or whatever. And then after that, I sat down. Then they called him, and then he walked out with an attorney. And then, I, and then the woman, the clerk, a real wise woman, she said, "Well, we're going to try this one more time." And then she basically the same thing, and she called, you know, the name that's on the on the ticket. And I said, "I'm here on that matter," you know. After I said, "I'm the man," and so on, and uh, basically says, "Is there anyone here?" And the same thing, you know. And then the guy, then two guys ran back. The bailiff and a cop ran back, and that's when they they basically walked me, like pushing me toward the door because I was not too far from it. And they said, this court is closed, and they locked the door. You know, I said, I'm here on that matter. That's nice. And they locked the door. So uh, I was there four hours, wasted all that time, and plus getting there. I took the bus to get there. And uh, and they have no record they, that I'm there, although I did go into the uh, 
I did go into the office, of course, and they said, well, we have, we don't know that any, who was in the courtroom. We could just give you a – and then I looked at it the other day, not realizing. I'm looking at the time. They didn't even have the right day. They gave me the 16th, and they, they stamped it the 16th. Well, I was there on the 15th. <laughs> so I don't even know how, how, how that will uh, – uh, but they know, they know someone was there because they knew uh, – and, and they basically the judge didn't get a chance to hear what I was trying to tell them. They uh-huh. don't know anyone there. They called the name and – they called the name and nobody answered to the name. But you had no paperwork in whatsoever. And other, than, you, other than the return tickets at stating what I indicated. I did have did, that in. Yeah. That, that's not a court notice. It's not a document of any. Like that has nothing to do with them, really. Okay. Like the clerk, because a man in a cop costume was the one that gave you the ticket. Right. And, right, and it's a prosecutor that's moving the case. The clerk has absolutely nothing to do with it whatsoever. The okay, judge, but it says, but it the says judge, there's no motion. I mean, there was no motion uh, that says on the uh, on the court record. What do you mean? It doesn't say there's been a motion or whatever. They just you know they just says another date. There's nothing else on there. Um, they said there was no arraignment and uh, and there was no you know there's no uh, there's no motion by you know anyone. Um, you might want to see if there's any warrants out for your arrest. Well, they were issuing them there uh, for people who were not present. Uh, and guess but, who wasn't present? You. Well, wouldn't you that have been in the court? Wouldn't that have been in the court record? What court record? Nothing happened. They called the name. Nobody was there. You got kicked out of the courtroom. They probably issued a warrant. Okay, that's how it works. The court, they issue a bench warrant. Okay. Well, how do, you, how do you I know someone? That's, that's the case. You didn't file any documents into the case whatsoever. You haven't answered. Like you I haven't filed out. into Yeah, I didn't file anything into that based upon what I had heard from uh, Carl uh, Lenz as far as it is not your case. Or he talked about other people. He didn't tell me that. He just said, you know, if it's not you, you're, it's not your case. You have to file your own case. Yeah, but, that's if you, but if you don't have your own case filed, you have nothing. And then if okay. you show up into their court and you don't have anything filed into their court either, now you have double nothing. And then if you pull some stunt and piss them off, they throw you out of court. You never answered to the name. You never got anything straight on the record. You never got anything in writing. You were not there. The man wasn't there. The defendant wasn't there. Nobody was there. So they're prob- the, after they locked the door, the judge probably issued a warrant. Okay. So you're, which means that you should probably find out if there's a warrant, and if there is, probably write a very sweet letter to the woman who works as clerk of the court and tell her there was some kind of confusion at court. I don't know, maybe say I thought I was supposed to be there on the 16th. I showed up at the 15th. They called me. I was, there was a bit of confusion. Uh, court was closed and I left and I found out there's a warrant out for my arrest. I, I just uh, I need another court date. Let them know there's been some kind of mistake. You're not skipping town. You're not hiding out or anything. You just, there was a mix up. 
you need a new court date. So I'll probably give you a new court date. Well, like I said, they do have another court date is what I'm saying, but they didn't send me anything in writing. Uh, they, but, I, but the record shows that there's a court date on the uh, November 17th. So that means there's probably not a warrant, but they're probably going to redo the arraignment. Okay. But now they have a heads up because on paper, you didn't show. But in the judge's head, he knows you're an asshole and he's going to have a problem with you. you. All you did was show your card. Now they know that you're going to be you're going to be a problem for them. Well, so what do you? Is there any recommendations you have then at this point? Well, at least you got. What'd you say, November seventeenth? Yeah. So at least you got lots of time. You can. Uh, send lots of letters and if the letters don't work out the way you're hoping then you can um, file notices into their court before you get in there um, you have to study your ass off if you're going to figure out how to file a claim and stand on it um, my guess is on the 17th it'll just be an arraignment where they're going to ask you how do you plead guilty not guilty or no contest and um, the arraignment is just to take a plea, and then they would schedule another hearing, maybe a pretrial, maybe some other kind of hearing, who knows. But if if it does end up going to trial, it's not going to be for quite a ways down the road still. They're going to have lots of time to communicate in private. Okay, so in the meantime, because like I said, I'm doing the other thing relating to my private property, my, you know, Trust property and whatever. I have my items in the car because uh, that that's now 33, 34, 33 days today actually that that was taken. And that's not even that's not even under my name. It's under a trust name. Um, one thing I would um, like I I haven't been uh, I haven't been picky on the words or whatever, but instead of calling the guy a judge, he should be the man acting as judge. Same as you don't call him a cop, you call him a man acting as cop. Um, and I don't know how much you know about the word property, but don't call it private property or any other fancy terms. Just call it property. Property, okay. If you call it personal property, that probably is is in their codes. Private right. property and public property, they probably got all kinds of different definitions in there. Yeah. Um, right. Well, yeah. By the way, it's a woman judge, so and she's a uh, fairly new judge. She's like late forties, I think. A black lady too. She seemed to be a nice woman, and they were like blocking for her to getting from hearing what I had to say when I was there. So because uh, she's probably new and she's a pushover, and they knew that she wasn't going to be able to handle you. Mm-hmm. Why? Who was it? Who was it that started freaking out? Was it the bailiff or the, the court cop? Clerk, the court clerk basically is the one. A woman who was, you could tell she ran the show there. Uh, there was probably like seven or eight people up there, a couple of three cops. Uh, there was a reporter, a court, I mean a court stenographer. Um, and it was a bailiff and uh, I don't know, someone else and the judge. But, yeah, uh, the court clerk's probably been there 20 years longer than the judge has. Oh yeah, yeah. She's been there a while. She knows she knows what she's doing, and I know that she makes a percentage, I think, of all the cases probably. Probably oh, not worth. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's really relevant, anyways. But 
Um, just, uh, just a tip. Don't piss anybody off in the courthouse office. Like the ladies that take the files and all that stuff, don't make them mad at you. Okay, well, people... I wasn't making anyone mad as far as I know. So, you know. No, I'm, I don't know if you did. I don't know if you would. I'm just saying a lot of people go in there and they start getting huffy when they have a problem filing stuff. Yeah. But you don't want to piss off the court staff because if they decide they hate you, you're going to have a hell of a time trying to file anything ever. Well, isn't it better just to probably do it by mail anyway? This probably, way yeah. Probably what? Yeah, yeah, it's probably better to mail it in. I don't know. I, I, I find that most people that have a problem filing stuff, it's because they went in there and they had a big argument with the clerk. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, I'm just looking to settle the matter here, you know, so. Uh, yeah. Now, I don't know, do you, have you followed uh, Carl Lentz as far as what he does in the common law? Because he seems to be, you know, uh, he seems to be pretty good in the, in the uh, of course, they have to give you an opportunity to speak. If you don't speak, it's like pretty tough, you know. Well, you shouldn't be speaking unless you have paperwork in. Okay. Um, yeah, if. If you're really, really experienced like Carl, you could probably speak in court and get away with it. I don't mm. think Carl usually prefers to do that, but at least Carl knows how to handle himself in court. But if you're going into court, you should have your, your notices already filed and uh, don't say anything that's not in your notices. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. Basically, the way court's supposed to work is the plaintiff will file the initial paperwork, then the respondent or defendant will will answer, and then the plaintiff has an opportunity to file another document, an answer to the answer. And then at that point, both sides should have told their entire story on paper already. So really, there shouldn't be much to talk about in court. Like the judge should be should be able to just ask a few questions uh, to get a couple of the missing pieces. So your whole story should be should be on paper before you even go in there. That way there's nothing to talk about. I rest on my paperwork. Then you can ask the judge, have you, see, have you received my paperwork? Yes. Have you read my paperwork? Yes. Do you understand my paperwork? No. Okay, well, you need a 15-minute recess. We'll talk to the lawyer. So I wouldn't be a smart ass and ask if they need to go talk to their lawyer. But yeah, right, exactly. Ask them if they need a recess to reread it. Uh, maybe ask them if they if what is it you don't understand. And it's going to be funny because they'll probably say something like it's gibberish or it's meaningless or it is it has no basis in law or no legal bearing or they'll just make fun of your paperwork. But the funny thing is your paperwork's probably going to be so easy to understand that a three-year-old could understand it. Right. But the judge doesn't understand it because they speak legalese. Well, yeah. I mean, and that depends on what side of the court you're in. If you're, if you're on their side, you know, on the administrative mm-hmm. side, then, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. That's what they're going to try to try to do is bring it, you know, into that section. So, yeah, but if you if you wrote a notice and it said see spot run, 
they would have no idea what that meant because there's no legalese words in there that they can manipulate. Okay. So as far as notices that you indicate, um, how would I, you know, structure that? Or what, what, as far as, you know, being able to find, uh, uh, is there any, can you point me in any direction where I should be reviewing and, you know, to be able to do that properly? Or, and I know Carl, what Paul says, says it, he does it very simple. He says he makes it as simple as possible. It's like, you know, I said, yeah, you complicate things and use legal aid. He says you shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's very rare that I'll write a notice that's more than three sentences. Usually, okay. usually my a lot of my a lot of my notices are one line, maybe mm-hmm. two, maybe like a line and a question. Right. And my letters will be pretty much the same, one, two, maybe three. Okay. The only time I could see a notice being much longer than that is if it's uh, <laughs> like a notice of rescission or something, because you would have to explain what the contract is. Then you have to let them know that it's causing harm. Then you have to let them know that you're rescinding it. And maybe one more sentence or something. So rescission notices are usually a little bit longer. But other than that, notices really don't need to be more than two or three lines. By the way, since it's time, there's some things going on in my life here. I've been helping out uh, old parents. My dad died and helping my mother. But uh, uh, if I were to relocate to another state because uh, I have other things doing and uh, before this time and I wasn't able to be there. My question is, um, would I have to get some kind of a you know representative on my behalf or is this something you think I can handle without having to be there in court? Because I really don't want to be there if I can you know, avoid that because of what's gone on before. Well, if you can't settle it out of court, you're probably going to have to go to court, but um, you could probably do a hearing by telephone or like Skype or some kind of some kind of thing mm-hmm. like that. But you'd have to get a hold of them ahead of time and let them know that that's what you're planning on doing and give them the heads up. Yeah. Okay. But you know the thing is this. Don't you think it's, it seems strange that uh, that was the fifteenth? I have not received anything from them at all relating to this. Nothing. Um, it's not uncommon, but. You do have access to the file. You can see what's in the file at any time. Um, even if you go in there and say, oh, I didn't get notice of this, the other side's going to say, oh, well, we sent it out. And you'll say, oh, I didn't get it. And they'll say, well, we sent it out. And you'll say, well, I didn't get it. And guess who the judge is going to believe. Yeah. Well, we know that we know what goes on in most of these you know, cases here. It's, uh, you know. They're they're looking for someone. They want a representative that's an attorney. They, you know, because they uh, most people there had you know quote an attorney or they had someone you know uh, representing them. There was very few people that were standing on their own. And when they did, they obviously did not stand as I was. So it was, yeah. you know what I mean. They so they realized the fact that they held me to the very end. I was number forty-seven, but uh, uh, I there was one hundred forty-one cases, and I was the last one. Well. First, originally, there was, was one guy left, and then I was the last one because uh, of my what? paperwork. Yeah, when I sent that back, probably, you know. In other words, when I sent those tickets back saying that I do not accept the offer. Well, you keep saying you sent them back. You didn't send them back. Okay, well, <laughs> all right, I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's, uh, I, went, I sent it to what was on the uh, was on the, on the the ticket. That's what I said, the address, so. Um, 
Yeah, I was going to say something I forgot. Um, you could tell them that you need them to uh, move the case to another state, but I guarantee you that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, another state. Hey, Mike, this is Mark. Another state of what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, is this a traffic ticket? Like, yes. Eating or something? I missed the beginning. Yeah. What happened was this. This is, this is this is the situation. It was basically I was uh, uh, I was going down in my old car. It's a very good car, in good shape, but it's uh, inherited. It was a twenty year old car, and it was an old town car. And a guy in a sports car pulls in uh, fast and slams on his brake. So I, you know, instead of instead of I probably would have still missed him, but. I swore because I saw there was no one in the left lane. I was in the right. I moved to the left very quickly. And apparently there must have been a cop witnessing that, seeing that, and uh, maybe thought I was drunk or something. I don't know what, because uh, then I went a couple, three blocks later, and I pulled into a, where I was going, to a bank parking lot. And I could see the guy was riding back at me, then he puts his lights on, you know. And uh, he basically, uh, apparently what happened is there was something that uh, they did not have New York State even though I have a Connecticut license now, a Connecticut driver's license, they indicated that well, your your uh, your rights to your privileges to, in other words, well, here it goes back to the privileges. Wasn't driving, but basically, uh, privileges in New York State were suspended last fall apparently because they didn't have my current mailing address because the uh, the car is registered in New York. And uh, yeah, apparently there was a, a standing ticket from upstate, and uh, that's basically one thing led to another. So rather than just getting that, I wound up getting four tickets. Basically what they have it down for is uh, the main thing is uh, aggravated, unlicensed operator, second degree is what they're saying. All right, which in New York is yeah, considered like, a felony, could, not a felony, Chinese, uh, uh, misdemeanor. That's all, that's all Chinese. Like that's, you, you probably break 500 of those rules a day, you know. Well, we understand that. I mean, and it's it's basically their code. It's it's not law, but it's a code. I mean, they'll say well, they say it's law. You know, this is what they'll they'll tell you. And I know we're dealing on you know, we're dealing on the uh, statutory side and so on. So my question is, I wasn't engaged in in a driving activity. Number one, that was there for identification. Have you, basically, have you sent them a, Have you have you let them know that you you know it was a notice of mistake and it wasn't. No, I'm in the, I'm doing that right now. I just sent a letter out on uh, Mike's behalf, uh, suggestion to the cop itself. And, uh, you know, the thing is this. I sent that letter. I thought about it afterwards. And it basically it indicates almost like I, I, I either talked foul to the guy and I didn't do anything. I was very polite with him. So, uh, you know, but I, I did what you suggested and indicated that if there's any, you know, anything that – and, again, yeah, where would – what do we guys – yeah, where, 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 I'm going to charge you for, you know, for uh, – you know, for, for calling a tow company or whatever. I don't know. So I'm yeah, the guy who's been out. I mean, I was out of the car. You know what I'm saying? The tow. There was a man in North Carolina that, that looked at the judge funny, and he got contempt of court. So he was wearing his glasses, and he was looking through his glasses funny. I mean, it can be anything, you know. When yeah. You, you know, you come in, you come onto my court, and you're trying to play basketball, and you shoot from the three-point line, you know, and I tell you it's two points, and you argue with me and tell you it's three points. You're in, right. you're in my court, you know. You, well, bottom line is this. I really, I, of course, it's difficult to be able to travel without having state-issued state plates. I suppose you can. 
I've never seen any in this state do that. I, in my whole life, I've seen a couple of plates that were, you know, uh, and I and I in the past have done that, uh, and I never had an issue until one time in Pennsylvania. That was probably 15 years ago. And uh, yeah, it's good to have like good to have state issued plates. Right. So my question is this: if it, if it's registered in a trust and you don't own the trust, in this case, I'm the uh, I'm the uh, trustee of the trust. I'm the managing trustee, uh, so I have use of the of the car. Uh, type of thing. So, and uh, you know, right now again, that's, that's still. Think? I'm sorry. That 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 stuff's all statutory, right? Well, that's all statutory. That's the whole thing. So uh, now the, the yeah, thing is, so this you probably uh, got to abide by all their rules if you want to go along with their game. Well, the question is whether or not you know I was and I was not engaged in driving as they you know is what that's the whole thing. This is what it comes down to. They try well, to take something. Didn't didn't you say it was a private trust? Yes, the trust is. But uh, my question is, uh, they have something under. Well, first of all, I don't know how they can take something that uh, that doesn't even belong to me. I'm a managing trustee, but I don't own the trust. Okay, I don't own the car. The car but is owned you, by the trust. Did you give him paperwork, letting him know that it was in part of a trust? I told him Thank yes. Thank you, Mike, for interrupting. I gave him the. Uh, I gave him the registration, which shows that. Yes, yeah, so that, see, I don't know a whole lot about trust, but I would say if it's in a trust and you have evidence that it's in a trust, that's probably going to be a huge problem for them. Yeah, I would think so. It's going to be a problem for the, tr uh, the guy who towed it as well. You know, tow not so much the guy who towed it, but the, you know, the, guy, the owner who owns the company. I already and talked man, to him. And, yeah. And the man acting as cop, problem for him too. Right. It's also a problem for the prosecutor if he doesn't back off. As long as you and get you up to... Mike, what do you think you should send the prosecutor like notice of this? Um, was there a prosecutor in the court for your their case against you? There was a court reporter. I don't remember being any, any prosecutor in there because this was supposed to be an arraignment. And uh, they said no arraignment because I, I read the record afterwards online and they said there was no arraignment. There, here, this is what it had in there. It had basically uh, the court case number, uh, next appearance, November 17th, uh, first district. And then it says part scoff, whatever, S-C-O-F-F. And it said um, no appearance by defendant. Because I was there, but they're saying that's what they're saying. Uh, and then it says not arraigned. Um, and let's see, it says there, were, there are no motions on record for this case. So you have no idea if there is a prosecutor assigned to this case? I don't know. It wasn't in, it wasn't in the record here, so if there is, I, it's possible. Yeah, see, it's kind of, it's just the way everything went down. You probably weren't experienced enough to handle it properly, but when they were throwing you out of the courtroom, mm -hmm. a lot of times people go in there and they'll say, I'm not the defendant or I'm not that name or I'm not a legal person. And they okay. say, oh, if you're not the guy we're looking for, we'll issue a warrant for the defendant's arrest. And a lot of people just end up getting a, a bench warrant 
but at that point I would say, well, thank you for your, your determination that I'm not the defendant. But see, they said the defendant wasn't there, but you don't have any proof that you were there. Well, I do have something stamped from the, uh, uh, they said, we don't know that you were in the room, but we'll say that you you're here. But I looked at it the other day. So I got something from the, uh, uh, where you check out, we'll get your, you know, get, pay your fines or whatever. And they put the wrong date. I was here on the 15th, and then I'm looking, and it says the 16th. I'm thinking, said, how can it say the 16th? But uh, I didn't even notice that when I well, was here. Well, here's, the, here's that thing again. How do you know? Can you read their paperwork? Can you read their legalese? Can you read Chinese? You know, how do you know I can what read, I can read a date. I can, okay. I can read a location and address. Okay. All right, there you go. Um, I just looked up the word scoff, S-C-O-F-F, and... It looks like contempt. I'm not sure if that's what it was. What did you say it looks like? It's contempt. Oh, really? Porn. Yeah, it's not like, a good word. Like to scoff at something. Yes. I've actually never looked that word up. Just did, and it doesn't sound like a good word, and it doesn't read like a good word. I don't know what they're writing, because it's, you know, it's basically Chinese, so... All their stuff, like, if, you know, did it any time, like, have you, when you got pulled over, did you know about Carl? Did you know about his method, or Mike's method? Not Mike's method, but. No, I wasn't, I didn't know about, you know, Carl at the time. Uh, I did some research and, you know, because right. I, I, afterwards, that's why I utilized, uh, he had some guy in England, and then they, the next day I went to, it was gone. Uh, that had utilized, he said, look, I'm a simple man. In other words, he had a very simple thing. He says, you know, you stand up and you basically said, I, a man, am here on that matter. And then, you know, that, that's basically what, right away they went, they went berserk, or the Clark Kirk went berserk when I, you know, began saying that. And then the, uh, they, the bailiff ran back first time, shut up, sit down, you know. And uh, right, you're not you're not playing into their play. You're not you're not playing Shakespeare. We don't do no. See, then she says, yeah, we don't do things like that here or whatever. Uh, right, right. you're supposed to play, you either, you know, you're playing a role, and you had no paperwork in, you know, as Mike said, so you're pretty much, you are, you know, you're trying to say you're shooting a three-pointer from the two-point line, you know, and on their court, so. Yeah, yeah. basically the way I look at it is, um, it's their court, their rules, it's no different than my house, my rules, like if, mm-hmm. if, if I have a rule that says nobody can wear shoes in my house and nobody can smoke in my house, you come over to my house and I tell you to take your shoes off and put your smoke out and you're looking at me and I got my shoes on and I'm smoking. And you're like, no, I can smoke in your house. You can smoke in your house. And I can tell you flat out, go fuck yourself. In my house, I do what I want. You don't smoke in my house. You don't wear your shoes in my house. So it's yeah. kind of an un. It's an unlevel playing field because it's well, their court. Well, this is the whole thing. This is why they want an attorney. That's like some people, many people have told me is you just, just get an attorney or whatever. Uh, of course, they're, what they're doing is that they're officers of the court, and, of course, they play into this. And in and, and New York, uh, you know, what I mentioned to you is uh, was based on a uh, having a wrong a wrong address. They're they saying I, I, the DMV was not very helpful, by the way, in trying to uh, you know, regarding that. So, in other words, they're basically making something out of nothing. They're making a big deal here, and they're, you know, the fact is that I have put five, five, post five hundred dollars in bail. I was locked up for like four and a half hours, 
uh, with some really unruly people. And uh, the bottom line is, you know, uh, they're saying I wasn't even there. So, you know, the bail was based on my being there, supposedly, that I have to get something stamped. So, and I had my property on top of that taken. So, uh, and trust property was taken. So, you know, uh, there's got to be a simpler, you know, something simple to do this, but maybe, I don't know. I know that they're trying to make it complicated, and uh, I'm in New York, and, you know, I know we got a lot of uh, uh, problem. we got a police state here, basically, so. Well, I think the problem is uh, people have pulled the IMN stunt in there before, and they're probably sick of it, so they tried to shut it down immediately. Mm-hmm. They've seen that game before. Um, another thing, too, is you got to be careful if you're on bail because they could just revoke your bond. You're kind of lucky they didn't. They could have revoked your bond and issued a warrant for failure to appear. Well, I don't know what they've done. That's the whole thing. There's nothing that says that in there. Would that say that in the court record? In other words, if some kind of a warrant was issued? Um, It should say in the case file, I believe. If not, you might want to write a letter to the man acting as sheriff and maybe to the local precinct, uh, find out if if any law enforcement agencies have any record of a warrant on file. Um, I couldn't see them giving you a new court date if they issued a bench warrant. They'd just go pick you up. Or mm-hmm. they'd let you roam the streets until they find you. They know they'll run into you again. Yeah. But see, the thing is, if you just took off and never went back, next time they pick you up, you probably won't get bail. Mm-hmm. Because they'll consider you a flight risk. I'm sorry, what? A flight risk, meaning if they let you out, you're going to take off. Yeah. Oh, flight risk, okay. Because you, you gave your word that you're going to show up to court, and according to them, you didn't show up to court which is dishonor. Dishonor's big. Dishonor's really bad. If you even give though your I word... was there. Oh, even though I was there, okay. Well, and, yeah, you know, the, the, judge, is... the judge knows that someone was there, okay? They just didn't... Uh... Well, no, no. The man acting as judge knows you were there. The judge doesn't know you were there. There's nothing on paper. The judge can't do anything that's not on paper. Mm-hmm. So they, got a, they found a way to shut you up, get you out of the courtroom, Nothing on paper. It never happened. You just weren't there. And as far as getting something stamped at the office, you could have said, oh, I'm not going to court. Screw that. I'm just going to go into the office and get something stamped to say I was there. And that doesn't work because, like they already told you, it doesn't show that you were in the courtroom. You could be pulling a fast one, just went straight to the office and left. Mm Mm-hmm. So, well, of course, but, right. I don't know if they record anything or people in, in the in the rooms or not. Uh, but obviously, the bailiff knows you know was there. But who you know, <laughs> who knows well, what he's going Again, the bailiff doesn't know you're there. The man acting as bailiff might know you were there. He might remember you. He might not. But right. the bailiff, right. it's not right. on paper. The bailiff doesn't know. Okay. And, and that's that's not Mike. the bailiff's business. And the bailiff from not here, Mike. Yeah, yeah, it's totally familiar, eh? But um, so familiar. I wrote one of those letters. I was there. Either way, though, the um, it's all irrelevant whether the bailiff was there or if the bailiff remembers you or not, because 
he's not going to go against the judge, against the clerk, against the other bailiffs, against the cops. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going to stick up for you. He, if you, if you asked him, he'd probably say, oh, I don't know. I saw 150, 200, 300 people that day. Probably. I don't, I don't remember everyone. Just play dumb. Well, okay, so at this point, right, I understand. I understand a lot of things they can they can try to pull here. So my question is, because, uh, again, it's just taking a lot of my energies and, and focus that I'm trying to do with things with my family. I can't, I can't, I can't focus on other things. My question is whether or not um, at this point, because I've had other people talking, they said, I think you should get an attorney. Some people are telling me that. And uh, I don't really want to go that route. I was hoping to utilize, like I said, some of the things that Carl Lentz had talked about. Um, but, you know, he's not easy guy to get hold of. So, uh, yeah, if you hire an attorney, you're going to get thrown under the bus. The yeah, that's, question what I is, I, that's why I didn't do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the question is how, how, how good of a job is he going to do throwing you under the bus? Like yeah. He might throw you under a little bit. He might throw you completely under. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, when you hire a lawyer, uh, if you have the stomach to read their codes, you'll probably find it in there somewhere. But as soon as you hire a lawyer, you're admitting that you're a complete idiot. You have no idea what's going on. And now they consider you a ward of the court. You're basically an infant or a decedent, somebody that has no voice, no brain, and you've hired a lawyer to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at that point, nothing you say makes a lick of difference. You can be in bed sleeping and your lawyer could wake up in the middle of the night in bad mood and just send off some shitty email and destroy your life in the middle of the night. Well, the question is this, okay, because, again, they're they're obviously going after the straw man, okay? They're going after the man in the all capital letters. They're not go- and, and there's no injured party here, okay? And I wasn't well, engaged in the activity known as driving. So my hold question on. is how do hold I on, get on, that hold on. Hold to on, them to understand that? This is important. Don't ever utter the word straw man ever again. There's no such thing as a straw man. It's sovereign citizen nonsense. You're going to get thrown in jail calling yourself or using any of those sovereign citizen terms. No, I don't use I don't. Well, okay. All right. So okay. I see what you're saying. So don't. What, what they're doing is they're going after a legal person. And you're a man. I'm not, not a, a person. I don't consider myself a person. Yeah, but don't I'm don't saying. use the term straw man. That's going to blow up in your face. Okay. Well, I didn't I didn't use that. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying. I'm telling you. That's what I, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, just just start okay. referring to it as a legal person and not a straw man. All right. But I'm not a legal person. That's what I tried to indicate when I was there, and I think that's why they very quickly, uh, you know, the, the court. Like I said, the court clerk is the one who got really uh, upset and said, "We don't, you know, we don't do things like that here," and so on. And uh, and then the bailiff ran ones back, and then they said, "Sit down, and shut up." You know. Yeah, you could have asked her if she's in charge of these proceedings, mm-hmm. or thank her for her legal advice and ask her what her name is. Right. <laughs> but if they're already throwing you out of the court, who knows how that would have went? Yep. Um, you're going to have to be very polite and respectful, but. You're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to take care of this on paper. Well, that's the only way I can see doing it. I because I'm obviously not having a, a success, and I can see what goes on at these court uh, actual courtrooms. 
and you know the fact that they well, uh, they called me very last there at you know and had everyone else out of the they didn't want other people to see what you know goes on really. Well, especially if they call. What's that? Hey, Mike. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but think about this. Like you're talking about the legal person thing, all right? So go back to the uh, you know your house scenario. You walk in with your shoes on. Well, I'm not. You know, I'm not. you try and say something. To, to your friend that you're in his house with his shoes on, he wants you to take his shoes off, and you try and make up something that, you know, well, I'm not the, I'm not your friend, you know, I'm not here to this, I'm not that, I'm not, you know, you're, it's just you're still gonna get out of my house, you know, still don't get to keep your shoes on, doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> See, the thing is, too, um, say you send me an invitation to your party, and you say everybody nobody's allowed into the party without pink shoes on. Um, then I could write you a letter back and say, thank you for the invitation to your party. However, I don't own pink shoes and I will not be caught dead in pink shoes. How yep. can we settle this matter? And then maybe there could be a compromise. Red shoes are okay. Oh, you have orange ones? That's close enough. But they invited you to their party uh, according to their rules and you forgot to respond to the invitation with your rules i'll appear exactly. to your event i'll appear to yeah. your event on these conditions i don't wear pink shoes yeah. i don't wear a red rubber ball on my nose i don't answer to defendant you gotta lay out your rules on on like what conditions you will appear under Yeah, I remember Carl talking to me about that. Um, you know, you, you could walk into that courtroom and sit down and, you know, immediately you can get taken into contempt because he doesn't like that you are wearing pink shoes, you know, and you didn't know. So it's, you know, I remember You had that. a chance to talk with yeah. Carl? Oh, many times, yeah. Okay, uh, you have, because I, I emailed him a couple of times and never heard back. I, yeah, he He's probably about a million emails behind now. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't. It's so hard to get in touch with him. I'm lucky I, I got in touch with him, you know. But. Well, is there anyone else that uh, that he has that, you know, that's more accessible? Uh, you know, does you this discuss Mike. matters? I mean, you, you, you got Mike on the line right now, man. This is next best thing, I think. Okay. Yeah, Gus, Gus has calls on Wednesday nights, too. When, when's Gus's call? Gus nine? Right on. Nine o'clock? I don't know. I'm, yeah, I've been on Gus's call. That's what, that's what I was trying to talk to you earlier. Gus went into court for his thing, and uh, he put up a video on YouTube with the audio from his courtroom experience, and he got they came back as uh, no prosecutor or whatever their Latin shit is. Um, you know, they no, not prosecute him. Yeah, whatever they whatever that means. You know, it's their language, but they did not prosecute him because of the way Gus acted. And the way Gus handled himself. So if you want to find that video, share it. Anybody got the link? Share it with this guy. You guys, you know, I, Mike, did you get to hear that? Uh, yeah, I heard the audio. I didn't. I don't know where I heard the audio from, but I don't think it was uh, a YouTube video. Okay. I think the audio yeah, was posted awesome. somewhere else. But I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Where? What's your name, sir? I didn't get your name. No. Oh, this is Mark in Atlanta. Oh, you're in Atlanta. Okay. 
Yeah, if you listen to any of the older talk shows, I'm pretty sure you seem new. But, uh, yeah, um, Gus went in, and that was an incredible audio, the way Gus acted. So if you want to replicate, if you can try and emulate that and act like that. I mean, Do you know how long ago that was approximately? or What's that? You know how long ago he went in and did that? How long ago he went to a court? Yeah. A little over a month, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't long ago. A couple months ago he went in. Okay. Yeah, I think a months ago. But I don't know yeah. when he posted it. No, I don't I don't know when he posted it. You know what he called it? I mean did he just say that he was, you know, his actual live uh court appearance or Yeah, it was a it was a no, it was he recorded it. It was a him in court no. and the way he acted. Yeah. And it was, do you it, know, you, I mean, Mike's. Do you know what the Mike video was called? I have to go look and look at my watch videos. Because where I went in this court, they didn't allow anything. Uh, no, yeah, no, you didn't you know. tell, but Gus, see, Gus had paperwork already put in, I believe. You know, Gus yeah. spent some time in, in jail for that, too, because it was, you know, and Gus came up and yeah. all he wanted, basically what it was, it was, um, you know, bring the man forth who says I do wrong. And when somebody else spoke, he would he was very polite, very kind, sir, you know, what he said, or I think it was Mr. or Sir, something like that, how he addressed whoever was speaking to him and he just repeated what he what he was trying to say. And it he didn't acknowledge that he understood what they were saying. He didn't acknowledge that, you know anything. He just wanted the man who says he does wrong to come forward because I'm here for a reason and it must be to see the guy that I've harmed because other than that, what am I doing here? You know, that, that's your mindset. And mm-hmm. Which, which you should be, be one of, which should be one of your notices that you, that you will attend court as a man uh, without title and that you're only there to answer a verifiable claim properly filed before the court um, if you've caused another man or woman harm, loss, or injury, you're there to compensate them. That's the only purpose. You're, you're going to court as a man to compensate for any harm, and that's pretty much yeah, all you're there for. That's exactly what I had written out here. In fact, let me see if I can find that. I wrote that out before but I went no, in. You gotta, you gotta let them know. You gotta let everybody know, you know. Um, that, that Mark, that, that, yeah, Mark from Atlantic. It, <laughs> it's very hard to hear you. Sorry, I can hear him. Can't there. help it. Yeah, I know, it, but he's can't very quiet. It, can't help it. I'm sorry. I am uh, okay. going through Wi-Fi. So okay. Apologize. I mean, this stuff is it's out there. I'm not saying anything new. So. Right, I, I understand that. Okay, I, I just wanted to put that out. Hi, Mark. I would take hey. a pizza with pepperoni. <laughs> okay. Let me uh, let me see if I can find that video link. Does anybody have that video link that Gus posted on Skype? It's not really a video. It's a video with audio that he recorded from court. I'm going to go see if I can find it. I was out to see Carl. Really? My friend was, yes. He's in Virginia, right? Yes. Okay. And he's, by the way, he happens to be a former New Yorker. He's from Long Island. He, he lived out on a farm, and then he also lived in the city. 
they i mean i never talk, spoke with him but uh i certainly would, would wouldn't mind visiting with him <laughs> well, if you want to put of... work in i'm sorry my friend and when my friend and my friend went out there a few times okay and then i end up going out there one time right and my friend ended up giving him a whole brand new shower from scratch. Okay. And that was it. And then we end up going to that place where he likes to eat. Let's oh talk about law. We're not God. talking about showers and restaurants. Oh my <laughs> God, that place is huge. He's a big eater? No, just the buffet. It's oh, huge. Okay. I never, uh-huh. I have never been to a buffet that big. Sounds like Duff's from years ago, but it's another matter. <laughs> Upstate New York. Uh, I've never a, been to a. That place is huge. Now he's in the, he's out outside. He's not too far from Richmond, but he's in the, he's like in the mountains or, or wherever. He's in the outskirts, right in the rural area. Well, the West or West Virginia or Virginia is a huge state. He's in Virginia. He's not in West Virginia, isn't he? I believe. I'm just saying Virginia yeah. is a. I, yeah, no, hell, big, I don't I know, know if he's state. east, yes. west, west. I, hell, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a. Virginia is a. Like Pennsylvania. Is a very huge state. Right. Exactly. But, Mark, uh, you I'm know sorry. I did, I did not. Yeah. Mark, I did not mean to interrupt. I just wanted to say we could not hear you, or I could not hear you. Sorry, Mike and Mark. By the way, do most Mike. people travel that way with state-issued plates? I mean, do you know of anyone else that, like, whether it's Call or Gus or whatever? Because uh, obviously, you're you know, you just got a big bullseye um, if you travel without that. Hello? Travel without what? No, in other words, do you know if Call travels that way with state-issued plates on his on his car? Yeah, Carl's oh. got plates. Okay. I think, yeah, he, uh, I think he's got insurance and registration and the whole bit. I think he has a commercial vehicle operator's license or whatever they call that a trucker's license Joe's license yeah okay but um he just has the tags and everything just so he doesn't have a problem with the cop on the side of the road he'll just take his ticket and go home right and then he'll he'll return the tickets but he'll return the tickets to the to the man acting as cop and then if he can't settle it privately that way then he'll settle it in private with the man acting as prosecutor and if he can't do that, then he'll have all his notices and everything filed before he goes into court. Mike, are you on speakerphone? Yeah, I'm always on speakerphone. All right. But you're correct. Okay, and that second letter, by the way, that I have to the cop, I'm going to send those that I copies of what I already sent back to the uh, court, which should have been sent to the cop. 
apparently. So, uh, I don't get. I, you know what? I don't get why people just don't pay the ticket until, until they can figure this stuff out. Well, sometimes you there's not there's no figure. They're, they they want you to show up in court. That's the whole thing. If they want you to show up in court. And there's no there's no uh, fine assigned to the uh, you know the violation or whatever. Um, what do you you know whatever your you know what do you do? I mean you know, they you know got your state got state issued plates. They know that you're you know you're traveling in that car with those plates. So if you don't show up or whatever, um, you know, in my case I was there. They said the defendant was not there because <laughs> I said I am repre- I'm representing that entity. And okay, I wouldn't. Mike, I wouldn't Mike, say. Mike, I would like to hear you hear. I would like to hear your your feedback. No, I didn't say entity. I said I represent. I'm here representing that matter. I'm here representing that matter. Yeah, well, that's nice. But it's it's their matter though. It's got nothing. You can't say anything in their court. You can't say anything in their court. You said okay. it earlier. You must be in the wrong court. You know, like you are. To speak, you're in the wrong court. You're in Shakespeare's play, and you're trying to play Hamlet, yeah. or you're trying to, you know, you're trying to play Tom and Jerry. It's not going to work. It's absolutely not going to work. I know. I'm not Carl, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. How much is your fine, man? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take another chance at it. I mean, you could try and write a couple letters and see what happens, but, it, it, you know, if you go to court again, you know, it doesn't look like it's. I wouldn't do it, you know, if I were in your shoes. With, with what I well, okay, the main thing is here, it's like they have traveling too close. That was one tick. Another one says I would, you know, move quickly from the right to the left. And the other one says I was traveling without uh, without a, a license. You know, well, I, well, they do have one, but it's not a, they're saying in New York State my license was suspended. Then I called DMV and said, well, that was due to not having your current address. But they didn't correct it when they did have it. And the main thing is they're saying that I would um, – or the you know the the person that was you know named on the ticket uh, was traveling uh, uh, aggravated unlicensed operator second degree in New York State that's considered a, a misdemeanor. So uh, uh, did, they, did they actually say you were traveling? No, they didn't say. I don't remember anyone saying traveling. Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty funny if they did. Yeah. I was, I'm saying that's how I was, you know, I was traveling, so. And I was not dealing in commerce and so on, so. Yeah, but they didn't say you were traveling. You say you were traveling. It was a Correct. big difference. Well. But see, again, they're trying to, they're trying to, you know, indicate that I, the man, was the person, and I'm not, so. Well, they're kind of, but kind of not really, because you went into court and you said, I'm a man, I'm here for that matter, and they said the defendant was not there. Yes, because they're looking for the person. Named well, the legal, the yeah. yeah, the legal person, yeah. The legal person, correct. So th- this yeah. is what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, so how do you deal with this uh, as the as, as the man? I mean, obviously you have to deal with it on paper. You can't really, um, you know, you can't do it by being there in, in their court. 
And, and as Carl says, it's not my case. So uh, uh, I, for me to put up my, you know, it's like a suitcase. You can't put just put your stuff in the kit. You have to have your own case. Yeah, but you have to know what you're doing. Well, you that's do. exactly right. That's why I'm on this call and I'm trying to uh, find like, out you, you know, what else I can do. See, here's the thing. Any moron can look up Carl's claim and use it as a template and write up a one-page claim in no time at all. Okay. But as soon as you go to file that, you're going to meet resistance. It's going to get converted. They're either not going to take it or they're going to send it back or they're going to convert it to a complaint and dismiss it or they're going to find some kind of trick. And you're going to have to know how to deal with the clerks of the court, with the court clerks, with the chief justice, whoever you encounter, trying to straighten that problem out. Um, hey, Mike. Can I interrupt yeah. for a second? I'm going to go after this. Um, on the talk shoot board, I posted Gus's link to the YouTube video, if you can get it. It's, uh, you guys can get it under chat grabber under this number and this day, if you want to look at it. But, uh, yeah, it's up there now. Thanks. Amen. What is it called? Yeah, good one. That video? Like, I, a man, it's so... Just go under Gus Breton. Um, oh, yeah, Gus has his own YouTube channel, Gus Breton. Yeah. Oh, is that right? B-R-E-T-T-O-N? One T. B-R-E-T-O-N. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, Mike. Peace. Yeah, talk to you soon. He's got his own YouTube, okay. Yeah, other things you should maybe think about doing is um, go to Angela's call and go to episode 187. That was the first time Carl was on her call. Okay. And then I think he was on there, I, I think it was one, 189 or something. I think he was on there like three or four times in like almost in a row. And then just go, I would I would start with the times he was on Angela's call. Because okay. he's uh, he's a little more um, he's he's a little more calm and polite. He uh, Angela kind of keeps him on track a little bit. There's no him talking about cows and cars and all kinds of other stuff. It's a little more focused. Okay. But um, he uh, he's been on Angela's call quite a few times. So I would start with Angela's calls. Maybe listen to all the times he was on her call. And then start at Carl's episode one and just start going back through them. Um, you can also go on YouTube and type in stuff like Carl Lentz traffic, Carl Lentz traveling, Carl Lentz. Um, yes, I've done that already. I've done that, yeah. Yeah, you can, mm-hmm. you can find a bunch, of, um, a bunch of videos that are more related to your topic. But the problem with that is you're only getting little bits and pieces and it's not in the proper context. Like sometimes sometimes you might think he's talking about statutory court, but he's talking about common law court or the other way around. Right. So sometimes it's good to hear the conversation before and after that little clip you hear on YouTube. But um, it's a, if you're in a big hurry, it's a good way to uh, narrow it down a little bit. But there's no uh, there's no substitute for just listening to all of it, and just absorbing it all. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it's kind of strange, I guess. Everybody learns this stuff their own different way at their own pace or whatever. Everybody's got their own barriers and their own strengths and weaknesses or whatever. But basically in the in the beginning, you'll be looking for specific answers. And then after a while, you'll collect so much information and you start putting all the puzzle pieces together. And then you start to see the picture a little more clearly. And at that point, it's a big shift in your thinking. And once you've shifted your thinking, now you're not looking for the answers anymore. It's like, oh, obviously. And and they, the answers just come to you, just right out of your own head. But it takes a long time to get there. A lot of, I noticed with me especially, uh, I just sucked up so much of Carl's audios that it was just uh, an ocean of information and it was just floating around randomly. And it, it uh, for me, I found I had to just shut the audio off and just sit in silence and do nothing except think. And that's that's when you start putting the pieces together. That's when you start seeing the big picture. But it's more um, it's more a mindset. It's more more common sense and logic. It's learning to cut all the bullshit and just get right down to the bare bolt. Like who who's is basically who's the man or woman that says I do wrong. And are you looking for a legal person or are you looking for a man? And there's little, well, not little, but other things too. Like if I have caused harm, I, I wish to compensate right now. Um, it, it's only a few basic little things, but the basics don't always make sense unless you get a little of the background first. But if you spend your whole life just looking for all the background information, and not put the puzzle pieces together, you're just going to be looking for information forever. Well, that's exactly what I was prepared. In fact, I even I even uh, typed it out in advance, and I had it, and I put it between a you know a sheet, so I had it. But the problem is, I did not. They would not allow me to to speak. As you as you you know, we don't do things like that. You know that type of thing. And and and, and this is when basically the courtroom was empty, other than those people that worked there. Uh, in fact, there was no one else in there other than that one fellow who had left, that Spanish man. And uh, basically, we had, like I said, there was a court. There was two cops. There was a bailiff there. There was a there was a court stenographer. The judge was there, and uh, the clerk. You know, that's you know, that was basically you know that was it and me. <laughs> so. Well, they, they probably looked at all that all that stuff you wrote on the ticket and said, "Ah, oh, geez, here we go, another sovereign citizen." And they were probably waiting for you. And then as soon as you opened your big mouth in court, they're like, yeah, this guy's last. And then before your case came up the second time, they're like, yeah, shut this guy up, throw him out of the courtroom, whatever, scare the crap out of this guy so he stops doing what he's doing. Like they had it all planned and it's a big scare tactic and everything. Like it was, it was all, all set up on, I can pretty much guarantee you that. They saw yeah. you coming a mile away. Right. So again, I, it, it, I have to be in. It has to be the paperwork has to be in. I have to have my own. I presume yeah. I have to do my own case as uh, basically what uh, uh, what Carl talks of. Yeah, but you the know, thing it's is, it's just too bad. You know, it would be nice. I know it takes time to learn, but the thing is, some some people have unfortunately not have very pressed for time. This whole thing got too many commitments, but the, my thing is this, it would be 
and I'm sure a lot of people would be glad to pay him whatever, if he just sat down in the studio or wherever and just and this is what I you know this is what this kind of scenario type of thing this is how you handle it. Now I know he's done things on on YouTube. Um, sometimes he gets into whatever, and that's basically what I had prepared, and uh, you know for that day when I was there. And that's all I was going to say. I was going to do anything else, and just basically asking, is there a man or woman here uh, that has a claim against me? You know. And then once that was not, then basically I was, you know, just give them like 10 seconds, five, no, five to 10 seconds, basically said, you know, in that matter, I, uh, over the, I asked that the, uh, uh, the what you call the record of the, be turned over to me, the, uh, what was it now? I can't remember the exact words, but, uh, and that this matter be dismissed. But I haven't, didn't have any chance to do any of that. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I keep forgetting what I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah, with the uh, with the claim, mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing, my guess is the claim would be a waste of your time and money. Because okay. um, you're, you're going to write up a claim, you're going to pay a, a fee to file it, and then you're going to have nothing but problems. And if you don't know how to stand on it, if you don't know how to keep your public servants in line, you may as well kiss that filing fee goodbye. You know, um, and most people listening to what you're saying here would say, you know, then what am I supposed to do? Just go in and I guess and just pay this or, or just do whatever they tell me? Um, because, you know, uh, I'm not that person. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm the man. So, and you're well, saying not, I recognize that. I'm not saying just pay it. Um, see, it's, it's up to you. You have to decide. It's your life. It's your situation. It's you that has to deal with it. So it's all your decision. But you could, you could just pay it and be done with it and keep studying and know better for next time. Or you could just study your ass off and wing it as you go, try your best and see what happens. Worst comes to worst, you're going to pay the fine. Um, You could fight it till the bitter end and maybe lose in their court and be ordered to pay a fine and then challenge the order. And if the order stands or you don't want to challenge the order, you can challenge the debt, the validity of the debt. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of there's like there's there's no end to the kind of nonsense you can pull with these guys. It's just a matter of uh believing in what you're doing, knowing you're doing the right thing and sticking to your guns. If you're very calm, very polite and very confident, it scares the living shit out of these guys. They're like, "Holy crap, who is this guy? Where does he come from? Where did he learn this stuff?" And it scares them. That's when the prosecutors and the judges start getting bent out of shape. They start they start saying things and you rebut it very calmly and politely. And they're like, damn it, he knows that trick. And they try something else. And you shut them down again. They try something else. And they start getting pissed because they can't get jurisdiction. And once the prosecutor starts getting mad or the judge starts getting mad, you know you're either A, being a serious asshole, or B, you're kicking their ass and they're, and they're hating it. Hmm. 
So, like, it, it's kind of like, um, like, uh, say, say you got a five-year-old and you say, clean your room. Why? Because I said so. Why? Just do it. Why? 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 You're going to be like, you little bastard, I'm going to smack your ass. Because it's mm-hmm. just annoying. So if you're just repeating the same thing over and over and over again, it's mm-hmm. probably going to annoy them. And they might be yelling and screaming because you're being a serious asshole. So there's different ways of saying the same thing. Instead of just saying, why, 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 why? You could say, well, why, why, do you, what leads you to believe I'm required to do this? or Or what law do you rely upon? Or... Like, there's different ways you can ask. Like, you can ask, is there a verifiable claim before the court? You can ask, is the man or woman who says I do wrong here today? You can say, I'm here to compensate any man or woman. Who is that man or woman? You don't have to repeat the same words over and over, word for word. You can change it up a little bit and say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, That's what I was planning on because I I actually had that written out and that is where I was I was going to go because who was going to basically you know are you step forward. For an experienced attorney to fight your I'm just looking up this thing here regarding I'm looking up second degree because in New York State I don't know if this is in other states but this vehicle traffic law is a statute here and basically it talks about what the uh, uh, the penalties is that like, second degree and then there's, uh, there's there's third degree second degree and then quote first degree which is First degree, I think, is a felony, or that's what they they call it. So, uh, uh, I don't know if this is the case in, in other states. Is that is this just New York? Because I'm just putting this in, and all I'm getting is New York. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's all statutory stuff. I have no idea right. what any of that is. Okay. Yeah, it's all copyrighted private law, anyways. You don't have yeah. a license to interpret it, and if they. Uh, if they don't want to hear your shit, they'll just tell you, we don't care what you're saying. That's not your stuff. You have no right to use it. Yeah, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to get into acting as though I'm an attorney because I'm not, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, that, that gets right back into what I was saying before about uh, my house, my rules, my shoes, my smoking. Mm-hmm. If you start using their rules against them, they're going to be like, who do you think you are? Right. But See, the thing is, this is how do I basically clear this up? Because I had this matter happen a few years ago uh, when I was representing a du jour, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, we had a uh, we had a number of things going on. I, I guess most of the people were investigated by FBI or by uh, whatever. They thought maybe these people were anti-government, whatever. And it was just that they were measuring, you know, uh, they were representing the du jour, you know, du jour, uh, government basically and uh and uh bottom line is i had i found myself in a situation where i was you know pretty well i wasn't very well off and i was basically living out of my van and uh, i had some guy tracking me for a few days and uh finally then he basically had all these cops spring out of whatever and they took my my car because they wanted to know what information i had in there they took I, i never carry a card file i have a card file and everything else in there they took that they confiscated it was gone for like a year or so uh, FBI, they finally returned it, and uh, and bottom line is they basically, at that point, that's when that guy uh, issued me a, uh, he brought me in front of a magistrate, then he took me down to the cell for whatever, because I didn't have the $200 or whatever it was, 
the next day I got out, but it was basically they uh, they wanted a, uh, I mean, they took all kinds of information. They, you know, uh, fingerprinted me, I, uh, just, you know, like, like a, a common criminal. And I never went after the guy. I never went back after them. And they had probably, that is probably, that's something that's on there. It's probably on, you know, the record somewhere indicating that. Because I realize now that was, I think, third degree. I think that was the same thing, third degree. And, and that was based on wrong information because it was based on something that was settled in a, an adjoining uh, town, in an adjoining uh, city up, upstate New York. That was resolved. But, you know, they didn't take that into account. You know, they didn't, uh, and I didn't bother, you know, pursuing it. So uh, that's, that's, I guess, my fault as far as that's concerned. I didn't know much at all regarding uh, how to, you know, defend myself. So, but, um, so this is what happens. I mean, it's all, uh, you know, they have their ways of taking care of people. And, uh, and sometimes it's, you know, it's worse than with other, you know, with other people. So it was, a, it was actually a grand jury that they were convening. So they had like 30 people and, uh, and they would track down a lot of the people. They sent FBI agents. They sent CIA, whatever. And they basically just interviewed people. They wanted, you know, they wanted to know, you know, are you anti-government? You're this, you're that, you know, that type of thing. When people use the term, you know, sovereign citizen and so on, well, there's no such thing. That's a, you know, how can you be sovereign to be a citizen, you know? So, wrong terminology, but. So. Like I said, this is precluding me from doing other things. I know it's important to learn. And uh, uh, I suppose, like I said, <laughs> there were certain people, uh, but then that hard, you know, hard to get hold of. So, But I know that you're saying basically because I've echoed the same thing with uh, listening, you know, uh, from what I listened to with Carl. So, uh, But, again, when you're there by yourself, you know, unless you have a group of people with you, that helps, of course, if you have other people with you. But if you're there by yourself, this is what happens, you know, they, they're more likely to, uh, to pull this nonsense. Oh. Are you there, Mike? Hello? Yeah, yeah, I was muted. I was talking oh, to myself. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's impossible to predict how everything is going to happen every time. You mm -hmm. can... Um, you can you can have an idea of what usually happens. You can come up with a few scenarios that you think maybe could happen, but it's basically send your first letter and see what kind of answer you get, if any, and then send your second letter because you, you never know. You might get a reply, and it might be something good. It might be something bad. It might be something hilarious. No, wait a minute, you're talking about, you're talking about from the cop or sending something to the actual judge? Anything. It, like, you never know. The cop might write back to you. I really doubt it, but he might. Maybe he won't write back the first time. Maybe he'll write back the second time. Maybe he won't write back at all, but you'll get uh, some kind of prosecutor writing you a letter. Um, okay. You never know. Maybe the cop won't respond. Like it's 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 very likely that the tow truck company owner would respond before the cop would. Mm -hmm. But okay. you never know. See, you could write a letter to the cop, and then you could write a letter to the guy acting as the owner of the tow truck company, 
and then the tow truck guy could call the cop and find out what's going on and you'll never know it but the tow truck driver or the tow truck company owner could be telling the cop i'm not liable for this you guys called and the cop's gonna say i'm not liable for it you're the one with this car and get them pointing fingers at each other saying it's your fault no it's your fault i'm just doing what you told me to do well you don't have to do everything i tell you to jump off a bridge you're going to do it and you might get them fighting over it okay like it's, it's hard to say a lot of times you're you're going to have to be ready for anything and then just as soon as you get something in the mail if you get something in the mail get on uh skype immediately or on talk shoe and figure out the best the best way to respond to it okay but now you say that you say that carl doesn't really he's difficult to get hold of but gus who works apparently with him he has his own calls then, right? He, he said Wednesdays? Yeah, Wednesday, I, I believe it starts at 9 Eastern. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, Gus probably talks to Carl more than anyone I can think of. But I know Gus is busy too. I don't know how easy Gus is to get a hold of. Right. Um, but you now can always get lady, a hold of him. Right. You, you know always, that lady was, that was on earlier? She said she actually spent time. She visited Carl? Yep, Cheyenne. Her name is Cheyenne? Yep. Okay. Um, and I'm just wondering, does she, is she like, she's been friends with him or she just decided to ask whether he could, she come out and see him? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you could really call them friends per se, but they kind of, they know of each other, I guess more, okay. but, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think if Carl talks to you a couple times and you're willing to pay him or whatever, I'm pretty sure he'll meet just about anyone unless he thinks you're some kind of agent. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes you could probably uh, you could probably get him to help you out over the phone and just because uh, he might tell you he might give you an idea, something to write, just talking to you on the phone, tell you what to write. And then write it out, take a picture of it, and text them the picture. And he'll tell you what needs to be changed or whatever. Um, but, yeah, if he, I don't know, if he doesn't know you and he doesn't know your number, I don't know if he'll answer it or not. I think he answers his phone whether he knows the number or not, as long as he's not busy, but I don't know. Yeah. But I also know if if he's if he's with somebody, he won't answer his phone. Okay. Like if you're paying him to help you, he's not going to leave you sitting there while he's talking to somebody else on the phone and stuff like that. So that's, I think that's part of the reason why he's hard to get a hold of. Is there ever a, a time when there's some kind of like a couple three day uh, either weekend or just people getting together and discussing these things? Um, obviously, you have to pay to you know, maybe go, to go to bring certain people in, but where they specifically talk about like traffic matters like this, where you can go in, has has anyone ever done that? Where there's like a uh, a meeting in a city, or you can you know uh, meet and pick one of those brains like that, or you know on a more intense scale, or what do you mean like some kind of seminar or something? Yeah, so like a seminar type thing, yeah, something like that. Um. I don't know. Sometimes when Carl's on a road trip, like if he's traveling somewhere to help somebody, he'll, he'll, uh, 
he'll tell people where he's going and when. Mm-hmm. And if you got a bunch of people you know in your area that are interested, then you can uh, sometimes convince Carl to stop by maybe at a restaurant or a recreation center or somebody's house and have a little group of people there. I know he's done that a few times, but I don't know. Uh, I know there's a lot of a lot of changes in Carl's life lately. He moved and everything, and he's setting up a new place. Like, uh, as far as I know, he pretty much just dropped onto a, a raw chunk of land, and he's working on electricity and water and building. A, I think he's building some kind of trailer house right now. I think he's planning on buying land and building a house or something, but he's got all kinds of shit in his own life he's dealing with trying to get the land ready and inhabitable and stuff. So So in other words he wants to get off the grid, is that basically it? He wants to have his generate his own electric? Um I don't know if it's everything Hi. Cheyenne here. Oh how you doing? We were were mentioning you earlier. Exactly. And I don't care for someone to speak speak for me. Now, we were just mentioning that you had uh, had visited uh, with Carl, and we, you know, I, I had and my emailing. Exactly, my friend, as he as he also did as well. He's difficult to reach. I understand he's busy with probably a lot of things. So no, we end up he ended up putting in a whole new shower for him mm-hmm. from scratch. Okay, it turned out beautiful. Oh, I sh- I should have gotten a- I should have gotten a picture. Now is he building a new house or is he? Um, some, or no, it's an office of trailer, and we- and he end up he's redoing the whole office trailer. Okay. Okay. But he's still in the same location, right? Wherever he is, he's somewhere in a remote part of Virginia. Well, yeah, yeah close. Yeah, he's still in the same area. Okay. Yeah, close. So my question was whether or not, you know, uh, uh, Carl had basically considered, um, you know, doing a couple, three, couple, three-day seminar. I know it's uh, like time-consuming, but to basically bring people in from wherever into a central location where he can discuss um, this and, you know, certain matters that people have uh, one-to-one, basically, and, uh, you know, being compensated. I was just wondering if, if he's considered doing that or, you know, he's just too involved with other things in his life right now. Well, I, I would imagine um, he's too involved with too many things. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, I think your best bet would be to find out if he, like, if you find out he's going somewhere and right. it's near your area or he's passing through your area, he's already going that way anyways. So if you can round up a bunch of people that are willing to put a few bucks together, it would kind of be silly for him to say, no, I'm not going to stop and pick up a bunch of free cash on the way through. Right. So I think, I think that's probably your best bet is to find out when he's passing through that area and get him to swing by and do a talk for a few hours or whatever. And then he can go on his way with a little more money in his pocket. Right. The only thing I is agree. Right. But also he's he's trying to he's trying to get everything together for the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I said if you find out he's going somewhere and passing through. Right. But see, there's another point. 
there's another point too is uh he's probably going to have a lot more time in the winter because everything's frozen up there i think right. he does well, most of i think he does most of his traveling when 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 the farm's frozen well that could i i'm not going to talk for him i the only thing i i will talk for him is that uh buffet that he speaks oh, he about buffet. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that buffet is huge. That buffet has huge. nothing to do with law. We've heard about it so many times already. It's got nothing to okay. do with law. Okay, okay, Mike. I'm sorry. It's just I'm just amazed <laughs> by that buffet. All right. It sounds right, like Mike. Buffs. <laughs> Buffs buffet. A uh, Duffs rather Duffs. Yeah. All right. All right. But um. Yeah, if if you understood this stuff as well as Carl did, filing a claim would be super easy. But without having all the background knowledge that Carl has, it's not as easy as people might think. Because mm. um, it's one thing to write the claim, but if you just if you just looked at Carl's claim and copied it word for word and then put your own information in it's not going to be a proper claim because it's not your claim. It's Carl's claim. And yeah. you just need a few changes. You probably won't fully understand it. So if you get tested, you won't be able to, you won't be able to back it up. Right. And on top of that, you have to write your rules of court. You're going to have to write out summonses. Uh, you're going to have to write out orders. Um, there's going to be there's all kinds of other stuff you have to think about proper service and everything else Mike were you were were you were help Brian what's that were you able to help out Brian which Brian uh, from traffic court yeah that's me <laughs> oh okay I you actually were, sent a letter were, out today. Yeah, I sent okay, a first letter out today to the uh, to the cop that you know I got stopped by. The okay, man acting you. as cop. Man acting as cop, right? <laughs> right. You're not in the hospital, correct? They're not in the hospital. What do you mean? Okay, wrong guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Not to That's interrupt. Right. Go ahead. I'm going to lay back. I got a flu stomach. Stomach flu, whatever in hell you want to call it. I'm going to lay back and watch you guys talk. Not watch, but listen. <laughs> All right. you want to take, if you have powdered clay uh, that's uh, digestible, uh, that will help to uh, clear whatever is that and take out toxins and cysts in your stomach and so on. I don't know if you have I've anything done like that. that. Yes, I've, I've done, done that. that. Okay. Yes. And then it, it has worked. Right. But yeah, if um like I uh I've never written my own claim. I've written a few rough claims for people. Um uh nobody's actually filed them yet. Um but I don't I don't feel confident that I could write a good claim 
and get it filed and write my rules of court and issue my summonses, subpoenas, and all my orders and all the process. Like, I don't know if I could do the whole thing start to finish as easy as I would like to. Um, not to brag or anything, but I think I got a grip on this stuff more than most people. And I'm not, I'm not very confident that it's easy. It, there's, there's a lot of stuff to know. It's, um, it's more, it, it is a lot of stuff to know, I guess, but it's more, um, it's more just knowing it and believing it. Like, um, like if somebody tried to convince you that you're a dog, like actual four legs, fur, snout, and everything, who who's going to be able to actually convince you that you're a dog? You know it's not true. So no one's going to be able to convince you that. So if you fully believe in what you're doing and you know what you're doing is correct, then no one's going to be able to shake you off your belief. But the problem is, is people are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I believe it. And then they start thinking of the judge as their daddy. So they don't actually fully believe it. They'll say, oh, yeah, it makes sense. I believe it. But when it comes right down to it, they don't have a firm enough belief. They're not confident enough. They're not 100% sure of themselves. It's kind of like... um, like say you own some huge corporation, you had hundreds of employees and some guy that's been working there two weeks tells you, go pick up that shovel and and shovel that rock. You're going to be like, what? (laughs) You've been here two weeks and you're going to tell me the owner to go and shovel. No, you're just not, that's not going to fly. And so the judge is a public servant. He works for me. But I go to court and I think, oh, this guy's the boss. Like, if you don't, you got to get it into your head that God's at the top, God created man, and all men are created equal. And if you can seriously drill that into your head, so that is, you have that firm belief that every man is created equal, then all of a sudden that judge isn't the boss anymore. He's not your daddy. He's not your God. He actually works for you. And that takes a long time to, to be able to walk into a courtroom and say, nope, you work for me, you work for me, you work for me. There's very few people that have that mentality, that attitude. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's, it's the belief and the ability to see through the bullshit. Um, you'll notice this more as you learn, but... If you don't know what's going on, you open a a letter from a lawyer, it'll scare the crap out of you. But once you actually know what's going on, you you see all the bullshit, you start reading lawyer letters and you'll just laugh your ass off. It'll just be funny now. (laughs) Oh, really? You just laugh your head off while you're writing back. But it's just, it's scary if you don't quite get it yet. Well, what's scary is what they do to the general populace is not, uh, that doesn't understand these things, that doesn't understand what we're talking about, or being a person as opposed to a man or a woman. Um, that's what's really scary is that's how they take advantage of people, uh, monetarily-wise, and acting as though they're saviors, and they're not. 
But see, that's not the one of the sun, right? Jesus said this uh, 2,000 years ago about attorneys. He came down about, you know, the religious of the day and, of course, the attorneys as well. The lawyers. Mm-hmm. There weren't attorneys back then. They were lawyers. So see yeah, what the way bad is now. The Pharisees and scribes part? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Yeah, as, as far as the general population goes, doesn't scare me. I don't give a shit about the general population. If they're still wandering around ignorant, then, oh, well, if they want help, I'll give them my opinion and my advice. But uh, as bad as it sounds, I'm out to save me. Everybody has to stand as a man and do this for themselves. Everybody has to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. We can all work together to get ourselves up to speed and throw ideas around and work as a group that way. But when it comes down to it, you're the man walking into the courtroom on your own. You've got to have your head up, your shoulders back, and be a man. Right. So um, you can't change the world, and you certainly can't change the world overnight. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink, all that stuff. If they want help, to help them. A lot of people, like I, uh, I've learned to stop chasing people around to see if they need help. I, I'm, I'm done with trying to help people that don't want to listen. Right. I'll, I'll give people a little bit of advice here and there, and if they're interested, they'll ask me. If they're not interested, they won't ask me. If they don't ask, I don't tell. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to I'm not going to go and try and convince anybody. I'm not going to twist anybody's arm. I'm not here to make anyone a man. They're going to do it for themselves or they're not. I can only help those that are going to help themselves. So as far okay, as the general population, as far as the I general population, Yep, go ahead. Mike? Yep. Who is I dot? What's that? Who is I dot? Is that I dot on the phone? Dot 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 I is me. No, no, I dot. Oh, S dot. S yes, S dot. They were supposed to be on the phone. Tonight. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you're facing a foreclosure. Yeah. They sent me the the summons uh, Saturday. Oh, hold on. Are, are are you good for now, Brian? Yes. Yes. I, I'm. You know. I'm basically just you know going to continue doing what I you know was doing and put those letters and so on. And uh, oh, sorry, one other question I was going to ask sorry, you. Mike. There's just one other thing, and that has to do with the uh, the figure that you use, like in the tow company. Um, and again, I reason I I know that it was a different thing. It was a personal matter, uh, but still, we're dealing with. How do you determine what the figure, like for uh, uh, use of a, a car or whatever, well, not use of a car, but basically the fact that it was taken unlawfully, is that something that you determine on your own? Okay, well, it's going to be $500, it's going to be $100 a day or whatever, because uh, this, what, you know, this is what it cost me by not having it type of thing? Or Yeah, you're, um, you're going to have to come up with that on your own. Well, I guess somebody could tell you what to put, and you could put it, whatever, but... Um, there's there's different ways of figuring out what would be fair and just. Um, like you could think, well, they have my car. Uh, how much would it cost a day to rent a car? 
Um, you could calculate, I don't know how many days of work you missed. Uh, I guess that wouldn't be per day or whatever, but, uh, I don't know if, if you make up an absolutely ridiculous number, they're going to call you on it. And if you can't justify it, it's not fair and just compensation. Um, nobody can really tell you what your property is worth, but if somebody steals a rock off your driveway and you say it was an $1,100 million rock, there's no judge or jury on the planet that's going to give it to you. I understand. Well, for instance, if you don't have a car to utilize for a uh, an event or for a to do a transaction or to do a business deal or whatever, and it costs you you know ten thousand dollars, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying you know or twenty thousand or hundred thousand whatever. Um, that's a little different because like because I had asked about what they charge. He said, well, they could charge whatever they want. To, you know, it's it's in their custody under a cop under a police. There's, there's so much they can charge a day, but other than that, they can charge what they want. They want to charge one hundred fifty two hundred dollars just to store it. That's up that that's up to them. In other words, whatever the market will bear, whatever they decide, you know, to to charge. So, well, another also- thing, too, another thing too is, um, say a man or woman who works for the city comes up to my house and tells me I got too much shit in my backyard and I gotta I gotta move this pile of wood and I gotta take this tent down and I gotta empty my my rain barrels and all this other stuff, and if mm-hmm. I don't do it they're likely going to send me a letter saying I better move that shit immediately or they're going to start charging me a thousand dollars a day. Right. So then you would say, okay, well you guys are going to charge me a thousand dollars. How about I charge you guys a thousand dollars a day? Right. So it's kind of like if you're telling uh, an attorney that if he wishes you appear in court, um, if if let it just kind of confuse myself, but if if a lawyer tells you you have to show up to court, you could write him a letter and say, if you wish for me to show up in court, you're going to have to pay me. And then if he's making two hundred and fifty dollars an hour, and you charge him two hundred and fifty dollars an hour, is he going to say that's unreasonable? Oh, I'm worth two hundred and fifty dollars an hour, but your time isn't. Mm-hmm. So exactly. he can't. If he's charging 250 an hour, he can't say you're unreasonable for charging 250 an hour. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's different ways of gauging uh, what the dollar amount is. But sometimes right. if, dollar- someone, if someone just has a standard job, they say, "Well, this is what I make ten dollars an hour, and I missed my job." And then the other guy says, "No, I, I missed business opportunities. I couldn't do this deal because I wasn't I wasn't able to travel to you know to basically you know do this or check out or meet with other people." So this is what it's cost me. So bottom line is, I guess that's you know it's a little different. In other words, you got yeah. Donald Trump uh, per day. I think he's worth a million dollars a day or whatever. Bottom line is, you know, his time or in other words, he gets paid a lot more than other most people. So yeah, um, you know what I mean. So for him to lose a day or two, you know, people have to work their whole life basically to, to try to make that kind of money. So yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it depends on the situation. Sometimes uh, figuring out the dollar amount is tough. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I heard Carl use it, but then again, I guess he was talking about. But I, no, I think he did it on a couple of different things. One was related to his children, and other things related to other things. And 
He says he gets paid a dollar a second. No, he doesn't get paid a dollar a second. He's charging a dollar per second compensation. Oh, he's charging. I'm sorry, he's charging. That's what I meant, charging. He's charging, right. Yeah, um, see, Carl's case is different for several reasons. Um, I don't know if I'll remember them off. I don't know if I'll remember them all off the top of my head, but he was going after the government of the state of Alabama, which has huge pockets. Mm-hmm. So if you, it's like if you charge McDonald's a dollar, they're going to laugh, pay you the dollar, and keep doing it to everybody else. Right. Um, so Carl was actually told to put a whopper of a number, and it took him a long time to figure out what the number would be. But another thing is Carl's kid was born, and they pretty much stole his kid. Almost, they stole his kid almost at birth. He did nothing wrong. Like, they had absolutely no reason whatsoever to do that. So right. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was an action that was beyond belief. Like, nobody, nobody just goes around and steals people's babies for no reason. So it was, it was absolutely ridiculous for them to do that. So he can he can justify a ridiculous number. Well, they probably also damaged the child or the the kid or whatever, but uh, with vaccinations and so on as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, it I, I still see it every once in a while. But some people they get pulled over, they shoot off their big stupid mouth, they get their car towed, and then they send the cop a bill for eighty six thousand dollars a day. <laughs> but there's you don't have a hope in hell of getting right. eighty six thousand dollars a day from a cop. Mm-hmm. Like it, unless it depends on what this cop did. But yeah, like uh, like if, if well, I guess it wouldn't be a cop. It would be a man acting as cop. Well, would but, it be the cop? Would it be the towing company? And then look, in other words, the cop responsible for whatever the towing company normally charged, but. That, my question is, who who pays that figure? Is it is it the cop that goes, or is, is it basically the tow company? Because uh, they're the ones who actually physically took it. Well, if I tell you, give me my bike back, and if you don't, I'm going to charge you ten bucks a day until you bring it back. You're the one with the bike. You're the one that has the duty and obligation. You got you got property unlawfully. If you if you're holding my property without right, you're in the wrong. And if well, I, I actually you. tell you. Yeah. If I actually tell you that's my bike and you better give it back, if you don't give it back, you've made your own choice. You've agreed to pay me ten bucks a day because you didn't bring my bike back. Right. So the um, it's hard to say. If to be honest, I don't. I don't recommend you filing a claim unless you can get right up to speed really freaking fast. Mm. But um, especially over a traffic ticket, um, I could see if you were looking at 20 years in prison, yeah, I'd probably be writing a claim. But if it's just a traffic ticket, I don't know if the filing fee is even worth it. I don't know if it's worth it. No, no. In in New York State, for what they have here is an aggravated unlicensed operator, a second degree. Uh, I think it can be up to... uh, 180 days in, in jail in addition to a five under to a thousand dollar fine. It can be either or or both type of thing. Yeah, it depends on the judge. But that's the maximum. 
there's probably some special conditions before that would happen. Okay. Okay. See, my thing is this. I have no problem paying for something that if I, you know, to pay that, no problem at all. The situation is this, is that um, I wasn't engaged in what they're considering, uh, you know, quote, driving, because that is a specific type thing, meaning, you know, someone who's being paid to transport a passenger and so on, or I'm engaged in commerce and so on, when you're only carrying your own uh, belongings and go from that point A to point B. That's that's what I'm, you know, and uh, and I know they're testing me whether the cop knows this or not. Chances are he may or may not may not know that. Uh, and the tow. Co- By the way, when I did call the tow co- company, uh, uh, probably the second, the first week, uh, first few days after it happened, um, I finally got hold of the guy. He called me back and and uh, I asked him a couple of questions. I was nice and he, he said, "I don't like your attitude." I said, "What do you mean, you know, attitude?" Well, and then he said, then he basically said, "Look, I'm at. Call me back next month." Uh, that's what it was. So I said, "You know, you have you have property. We want you to know that it belongs to a trust. It doesn't, you know." And he didn't want to hear anything about it. So. Yeah, he doesn't know the law. And the cops told me, he said, well, you've got to get a release from us before you can go. They, they were giving me all kinds of song and dance. We've well, got to have a title. we got to have a copy of the title. So I said, well, I have that. Uh, well, you've got to get a release from us. And they said, well, you can't get the release until you do this and that. And they were all telling me different things. And uh, so bottom none line is, uh, yeah. none, none of it's in writing. Right. So my question is, I'm going to do exactly what you said, do it in writing. The letters, start with the letters. And then I may have to do a small claims, but it may be more than a small claim. So that's the whole thing. Uh, all right. Just, you know. The biggest thing is I'm actually concerned about is just getting back my uh, bail money with the, and, and the, uh, in, in my car. That's the whole thing, which is in the trust. So. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. Don't believe definitely... Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely uh, be on Gus's call on Wednesday. If you have any questions, you can get a hold of me on Skype. Um, okay. Look up uh, the episodes where Carl was on Angela's My Private Audio. Okay. And uh, I don't know, maybe come up with some clever searches for YouTube and pretty much just listen like crazy. Right. I don't know. I don't know what way works best for you for learning stuff that may be taking notes that might be I don't know drawing pictures I don't know I don't know what what method you learn best but if you learn good by writing things down then listen to the audios pause it take notes whatever uh get on yeah Yeah, get on writing and like I said pausing something that that's very helpful so yeah getting on Skype asking questions and stuff like that um right I don't know what rooms you're you're in, but there's a bunch of Skype rooms too. Um, if you want to send me a message and remind me, and I'll uh, send you a list of all the Skype rooms, then you can oh, tell me which you want to be added to. Because there's there's like CPS, there's Family Court, Traffic Court, there's Lloyd orders and judgments, uh, writing letters and notices and claims. So there's a bunch of rooms for. Wow, I didn't realize it was that much. Wow, that's a lot. Okay. But yeah, if you, I, I'm really bad for memory, so send me a message and remind me on Skype, and then I'll send you the list. Okay, I'll definitely do that. Now, is is uh, Gus on in the evening then tomorrow? Uh, not tomorrow, Wednesday at nine. Was nine, nine nine Eastern? Nine Eastern, yeah. Okay. His, okay, uh, 
his call ID number is 134084. Let me write that down. 134084. Okay. I think Gus is uh, taking a break. He's moving. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah really? Uh, Wednesday, yeah. he said he wouldn't be on for a while. Oh. Is that Billy? Is that Billy? Yeah. How's it going? Uh, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I was listening to Gus last week. He said he's moving out of town, so he's going to have to take a break for a minute. So I just wanted to let this guy know it won't be this Wednesday. I don't think it'll be this Wednesday. Yeah, I forgot about that. I remembered him saying that he was going to try and come on at least every week for an hour or two, but I, I forgot about the what he said last week. So. Right. Ah, that's okay. He's in the, but, the Bob movie. Said, yeah, he might pop on. I don't, I'm not 100 sure he's not going to be on. But from what I understood, so. well, this call is specifically his call, though, right? Yep. Yeah, he's uh, he does he's same thing as me. He's uh, trying to figure out what Carl's saying. That's pretty much what I'm trying. That's I guess pretty much what we're all trying to do. Figure out exactly what's going on in Carl's head. Isn't he pretty close to call? Well, Gus, that is. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he, pretty much everything Gus is doing is in line with what Carl's doing. It's just Carl's the teacher pretty much, I guess. Okay. But as far as, uh, as far as what Carl knows, I wouldn't say Gus is anywhere close. I wouldn't say I'm anywhere close. I, I can't think of anyone that I would say is close to Carl. Carl's like head and shoulders above the crowd. Yeah. Okay. Well, he went over to London, so he had, you know, must have been worth his while to go there. Yeah, like me, me, Gus, and Mark, and a couple other people, we could all sit there on a Skype call or conference call or something and we could kick ideas around we can come up with the best plan in the world and then run it by carl and carl will come up with something completely out in left field like something that none of us would have ever thought of and he'll come up with it yeah he'll he'll just out of nowhere he'll surprise you with something that nobody would ever think of like immediately it'll just pop into his head and after like after three hours of us putting our heads together we're all sitting there going, holy shit. How does he do that? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. Carl's just way ahead of the rest of us. Yeah, my my thing for Carl would probably be very small potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm getting pretty sick of dealing with traffic issues. I'm sure Carl frickin' hates it by now. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems everybody and their brother has a traffic issue to deal with. And traffic issues are kind of easy to deal with. It, it, I don't know. You, you can't always expect that the other side's going to act honorably. But the basic concept is the same. It's just it's their court. It's up to them whether they're going to listen or not. If you have a pretty solid paper trail, it's harder for them to get around. Like if, like you could, you could go out in the hall and talk to the prosecutor and the prosecutor can say, 
you better take this plea deal or you're going to rot in prison for the rest of your life. And then when you walk into court, it never happened. It happened privately out in the hallway. It never happened. It's not on paper. It didn't happen. So well, the, problem, the problem is the prosecutor together with the judge, basically, don't they make a percentage of people that they commit to a prison or, you know, or to jail or, or whatever, or the fines, which is that, something a little bit wrong with that. <laughs> I don't know if that's what goes on. I don't care if that's go, what goes on. It's got nothing to do with me. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what they do in the background. I don't care at all. All I care is get in and get out. Well, that's what I'm saying, but we do care about exactly, exactly that, because that's what we want to move on with our lives. We don't want to be held back. It's different as an injured party. When there's no injured party, uh, that's what the problem is. When they're trying to basically create and generate and, and pin it on on the man, then uh, there's an issue there. So, And I know, like I said, Carl basically probably would have that very quickly spit in and out, and he'd be on, you know, he'd be collecting well, something probably. I basically look at the legal society – I, I don't know. I think it was Carl was the first one that mentioned this one. I'm not sure, but think of the legal society as the Boy Scout, and the cops are like the hall monitors of the Boy Scout, and they're just running around town presuming everybody is a Boy Scout because everybody admits to being a Boy Scout. So that's all these cops are doing. They're running around enforcing the Boy Scout code. There's a boy scout. Well, I sort of take a, as an Eagle Scout, I take offense to that. <laughs> but, <laughs> calling <the> lawyers, <laughs> calling lawyers <laughs> scouts. Yeah. But anyway, I know, I know you meant so. But they're they're just running around and they're saying, "Oh, well, you violated the Boy Scout dress code. You're not in uniform." Yeah. And you go, "Oh, darn! I got caught not wearing my uniform." And you run into the Boy Scout hall for your little meeting and you get bitched out and put the dunce cap on, sit in the corner because you broke a rule for a club that you thought you were part of for some stupid reason. Yeah. Well, the stupid reason because your mom didn't tell you, your dad didn't tell you, their mom and dad didn't tell them. Nobody knew. We watched the news. We go to public school. So we're all walking around in the dark. Mm. But that's basically what it is. It's their own private rules, their own private code. And they're enforcing it on everybody, and everybody's consenting to it. Yeah, that's because we have a de facto government masquerading as a real government, and I'm hoping our true de jure government comes in soon. Yeah, I I don't know what the facto or de jure means. It, it means nothing to me. All I well, know is all I know is there's no man or woman on the other side coming forward. All I know is you guys won't even tell me that you have jurisdiction over a man or that you're looking for a legal person. So is it a man or a rock coming after me? Are you calling me a man or are you calling me a rock? Other than that, I don't, I don't give a shit what you guys are doing. I don't, I'm not interested in all this. Judges are satanic, raping babies. I don't care about fiat currency, gold fringe flags. Where's the man or woman that says I do wrong? That's all it is. I don't care about just your de facto, none of that crap. Mm -hmm. All I want to, all all I'm concerned about doing is getting myself out of the fire. Well, that's, believe me, I hear, that's, that's exactly what I'm looking to do right now. I just got too many other important things, you know, that are very important. I mean, this is important, but I, I, the time is holding is how much of your life can you put into it? That's the whole, that's the whole thing. 
Well, see, that's the unfortunate thing too, is if you don't have the time to put into this, you're not going to get it. Yeah. So if it's, if it's like, if, if the state swooped in and stole, stole your three kids, you would be dedicating your life to this stuff and you'd be learning it. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a traffic ticket and you got other shit to deal with, you're not going to get it. It's not going to sink in that fast. You can't just put in an hour or two a week and think you're going to know this stuff anytime soon. Yeah. It's uh, like, I'm sure you've heard Carl say by now it's a lifestyle. Like when I, it, it takes me almost three hours to walk to the, to the, to my post office box and back and the whole way there, the whole way back, I'm just running through hypothet- hypothetical scenarios in my head. If I was standing in court and a judge said this, I would say this. Maybe he would say this back, and I would probably say this back. Maybe the prosecutor would jump in and say this, and I would say this. And I just, different scenarios. That's all I do. Well, not all day, but that's pretty much all I do all day is just run through run through possible scenarios in my head. And just I, when, you're, when you're at the grocery store and somebody's giving you a hard time, you just think, be polite, respectful, honorable, use my head, and make them look stupid with their own words. Mm. That's, that's all it is. Somebody says something stupid uh, in the line at the grocery store. Just be very polite and ask them a very simple question. And they're going to sit there and go, holy fuck, do I feel stupid now? That's all you're doing. And the prosecutor says something stupid, you send them a letter. Yeah, by the way, Bob... Uh, in your letter, you wrote this. The fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then, and then he's not going to have an he's not going to have an answer. He's going to say, "Holy shit! No one's ever asked me that question before." Yeah. The most plain, simple, basic question any three year old would ask this question. Like somebody says, "You stole my bike." A three year old's going to say, "Says who?" And we don't think like that. Somebody says, "Oh, you stole my bike." Oh, I didn't steal your bike. I was on the other side of town. I was doing this, blah, blah, blah. Prove it. Holy crap. I just I just spewed off for an hour, made all kinds of ridiculous claims, and I can't prove one single claim. Don't I feel stupid now? So instead of defending yourself, instead of running off the mouth saying all kinds of stupid stuff, ask one simple question. And they'll say something stupid back, or they won't say anything. Oh, by the way, Bob, you didn't uh, you didn't answer my question. And just keep just keep keep the heat on them. Simple questions. It's it's the same thing they do to us. They're using they're they're getting us to say a whole bunch of stupid stuff, and then they're using our words against us. So here's another thing that's huge: is the burden of proof is on them. They said that I stole their bike. Okay, you guys prove that I stole your bike and they can't do it. They got to come up with all this legalese nonsense to sidestep the issue. All the smoke and mirrors, all the misdirection, all the misinformation, all the legalese crap, all the threats, all the intimidation. Just stand like a rock. Just do not give in at all. Be very polite, very honorable, very respectful, but stand your ground. Mm-hmm. I'm only here to answer to a claim. If I've caused harm, loss, or injury, I'm an honorable man. I'll settle this right here, right now. 
if there's no man or woman saying I've done wrong, I've obviously not done wrong. Right. Now, this presumes that you actually show up in their court. And, and mm-hmm. that's, again, uh, that's, that's well, something that I've... Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't necessarily have to be showing up in their court. It could be on paper. Okay. You get something in the, get something in the mail. You you stole Bob's bike. Uh, did Bob tell you that? Like who's Bob? Except that it's not Bob. They're saying you stole the state's bike. Hmm. The state owns a bike, really. It's yeah. it's, it's they're basically saying the Easter Bunny said you stole your bike. You stole her bike. Okay, well, bring bring the Easter Bunny in here. Bring the Tooth Fairy in here. Where's Santa Claus? Bring them all in here. Put them all on the stand. Yeah, it's a maze. I know. It's a bit, you're in, yeah, exactly. So, we don't want to play that game, right? So, yep. Yeah. Well, again, this is what happens. This was 1867, I guess this all started, so. Uh, I did not... I wasn't around then. I know, but bottom line is that's when the United States uh, of America, uh, instead of for America, was basically, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all a bunch of crap. You don't know that. You weren't there. No, that's true. I wasn't there. It's all hearsay. It's all completely irrelevant. Are you going to go into court and shoot off your mouth about Abraham Lincoln did this to me? (laughs) Yeah. It's all like all of that stuff. Get it out of your head. It makes no difference. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care about the. I don't know what they call that. I forget the birth certificate act, whatever they call that, the banking act. Like you, you can't use any of that crap in court. Like just just think of how ridiculous it sounds to go in there and say, money's not real, or that flag has a has gold fringe on it. Like all these stupid side issues that you can't prove anyway. Yeah, Who really cares? Like get all of that crap out of your head. It's just going to make you run in circles. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it gets a lot easier when you don't deal with all that crap. Like who says I do wrong? That's all it is. What debt says who? Simple questions. What yeah. do you wish that I do? Are you ordering me to do this? Just very simple questions. It shuts them down so fast. Well, it shuts them down. They have to come at you at a different angle. Yeah. Yeah, don't waste your time with all that crap. All the de jure, de facto, the Federal Reserve Act, all the, it's all a bunch of crap. It's all useless. The whole KV trust or whatever. If, if I was a judge, and you went, you came into my courtroom and you said, oh, I'm the grantor of the trust. I just say, prove it. You don't prove it, you're in big trouble. And you can't prove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just say, this ain't 1666, pal. Get out of my courtroom with these bracelets on. Yeah. Like, you start using all that crap, you're probably going to end up with a contempt charge or something. Yeah, it's all it's all side issues. I like just hitting hitting the main issues head on. It just makes a lot more sense. Well, let me ask you this, because again, uh, I'm going to do continue doing what I what we talked about as far as the letters to the uh, private. 
Um, again, I have not received anything from this, you know, this court uh, to this date. I mean, I have the only reason I found out is because I actually looked up the, their case, you know, the case, and it says that you know they, uh, there's a date for uh, November 17th. So, uh, and uh, can you, but, do you have uh, do you have access to that file through the internet? I can access that. I didn't access it to my computer because I didn't want to have a track to my, you know, to where I am, my location. I did go down to a public library and uh, looked it up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's. Uh, good Without putting anything that it signifies, I'm the one who was using that computer, you know. So. Yeah, I, I don't really care about any of that crap either. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't care the FBI the. PSA, NSA, they can all be listening to my calls. I really don't care. Not saying right. anything bad. Well, yeah, exactly. They listen to all calls anyway, so. Yeah. yeah, the more the more you start learning this stuff, the the less fear you have. Nothing scares you after a while. Hmm. Well, I guess I, I can't say nothing scares you. If you're looking at a 20-year prison sentence, I'm sure you'd be a little bit scared no matter what you knew. But. Yeah, that's, but that's yeah. exactly yeah, after a while, you, you don't care who's listening. You don't care who's reading your emails. After a while, you just don't care. I don't know if anybody's listening to anything I'm doing. I don't care either way. That's that's one of the things. You you feel a lot better when you just don't freaking care. Yeah, that's true. Not, like, none of this stuff gets to me because I don't care about it. Like, I, I got better things to do and sit around and worry about the tooth fairy. Right. Yeah, you think about it. Isn't it interesting? Uh, time and energy and effort that people put in based upon what they're doing, how they're controlling people. In other words, people are, have left in a week, two weeks, a month, two months later, spending all this energy, time, and effort when they only have so much time on, on Earth, period. Uh, and, they're, and they're basically stealing your time because you're trying to defend yourself. You're trying to say, how am I going to protect myself? How am I going to basically uh, well, be able to travel and so on? You know, they're not, they're not stealing your time. You're wasting your time dealing with them. Okay. All right. Well, that's true. You're dealing, you're exactly. But the thing is this then, then you, unless you basically hold yourself up elsewhere in the middle of nowhere and don't travel anywhere and grow all your food and have everything, you know, that's that you engage them when uh, something happens. Someone runs into you or whatever, and the cop stops you or whatever, and say, "Hey, where's you this? Where's you that?" That's where the uh, problem comes in. So, it's a matter but, of protecting, defending yourself. Then, but the more you understand this, the less of a problem that is, because okay. you'll be sending the letters, you'll be responding properly, and like if if you don't you got to know what you're doing to do this stuff. But if you don't feel like showing up to court, write the guy a letter and say, you want me to show up to court? Or I'm going to charge you $200 an hour. You're going to pay for my lunch, my parking. And uh, I charge a three hour minimum. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you don't know what you're doing, it's going to get ignored. You're going to go into court or you're going to get a warrant. And they're going to bounce you around. They're going to treat you like a pinata in there if you don't know what you're doing. But if you know what you're doing, tell them, yeah, I'll show up, no problem, but this is my fee. Yeah, sure, you want me to wear the rubber ball on my nose? No problem. I'm going to charge you this much. You want me to do the hokey pokey on the side of the highway? This is how much I charge. Yep. 
Hey, that Mike? way is her name. Yep. I have a question. Yep. Uh, from a friend. He just got out um, IRS issue. He spent uh, two and a half months. Now he's in a, um, uh, what do you call that? A um, halfway house? Yes. And he wants to uh, do, um, once he gets out, he's got five months to pull. And once he gets out, he wants to be self-employed. And the probation officer is giving him a hard time, telling him that he cannot be self-employed. Not on paper, is it? No. Bingo. Right. How many times do I ask that question in a day? Right. It's always got to be on paper. It's very, very, very rare that you should be phoning somebody. Like, I can't see many reasons for phoning people unless you're just trying to get a name. Even then, I don't know, I think it's a better idea to find a name and then write to them and ask them who is the man or woman that that you should contact to deal with this matter. Well, no, that's his probation officer is telling him before he can get released, he has, he cannot do... Um, I don't believe it. I don't think it ever happened. Well, that's what he's telling me. Yeah, it's not on paper. I don't see it in front of me. That's what the judge is going to say. Never happened. I don't see it. I don't see anything. It's a paper world. I am. That's what everybody's got to get through their head. It's a paper world. It always, always, always has to be on paper. Or it didn't happen. The judge is just going to say, I don't see anything. I asked him tonight on email, where was the judge's order? Because actually, for for, um, probation, that's a whole new contract. The order is in the file. Or it better be anyway. Are you muffling? I cannot hear you. The order will be in the case file, or at least it better be. Okay, I just asked him that tonight. So we will see. He's got, he he did a three-year with IRS. A three-year what? A three-year what? IRS. No, you said he did a three-year with IRS. You forgot what he did with IRS. He did a three-year. I'm sorry. I ever. I'm sorry. IRS. Oh, God, they like they he, end up. It's Doctor Mike, and I've talked about him many a times. Is that the guy, uh, Mark Stevens? Quote. Yes. Helped? Yes. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with that guy's case, but I I remember hearing something about it. So he's got five months to pull. He ended up doing a halfway house, and he says it sucks. 
Well, yeah, they don't they don't send you to the circus when they're sending you to jail. He said it. He he ended up saying that he he's better off being in prison than a halfway house. Hmm. Well, I don't know. But however, uh, however, they want to give him three years of of probation. Well, he's going to have to learn to write a letter. Does he have internet access? Oh, it's, it's Mike. You know how that goes. Well, I don't know. He's in a halfway house. I know he can use email. Correct. I gave him many links. I gave him the dictionary to look up words. I gave him common law words. Look up common law. Just look up common law. Well, why isn't he writing letters then? He's starting to. So let's see what happens. What do you mean he's starting to? He's afraid he's... to. He's afraid. I think he's afraid to do anything. Well, I don't know if he's happy where he is, and he's afraid to do anything. He's not. Then... He's not. He's well, he, he he has not experienced common law. Like, but if if you're. If you're a five-year-old kid, afraid of the dark, you're going to have to get up and turn the light on. You can't just sit in the dark all the time and say, I'm scared to go and turn the light on, or you're just going to sit in the dark. If he's scared to write a letter, then he's probably better off where he is. I guess he's afraid to do anything because he doesn't want to land back in prison. I, I, Mike, I don't know. I don't know. Well, writing a writing a polite, respectful, honorable letter is not going to land him in prison. If he's threatening and extorting, that's a different story. But if he's just like if if he wrote a letter to the probation probation officer, very short, very simple, very polite, just say I have an opportunity to open a new business and and become a functioning member of society, whatever kind of crap he wants to lay on it. And then just say, uh, this, these terms and conditions of the probation is going to cause me harm. It's going to cause me financial loss. It's going to slow me down from moving on with my life, whatever. But keep it very short, simple, and straight to the point. And let the probation officer write back. Let the probation officer say all kinds of stupid shit. Well, like apparently the probation officer is is because Mike wants to do his own business, self-employed, and the PO is saying no, you can't. Yeah, but that's the thing. The PO is not saying that. It's not on paper. That's what I keep telling people every okay. day. It's got to be on okay. paper. Okay, Mike. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Because if he writes a letter to the probation, well, the man acting as probation officer, then he's got proof that he was right. polite, honorable, and trying to deal with this 
uh, honorably. And then if he gets a letter back from the man acting as probation officer, now he has evidence. If the probation officer doesn't write back, he still has evidence, evidence that the probation officer is not acting in honor. But the probation officer, officer can throw him back in jail. Well, the probation officer can't do, can't throw him back in jail if he didn't do anything. Hmm. Like if you, if you're very polite and ask a simple question, you didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing. I'm throwing you in prison for putting pen on paper. Oh, what did I write on paper? That was bad. Oh, nothing. We just feel like throwing you in prison. Like, he has to actually write something bad to get thrown in jail for writing a letter. Like, see, people got to get over this fear. Like, the reason he... Exactly, Mike. Part, I wouldn't say the whole reason, but part of the reason he's in prison is because he didn't know how to handle himself and he didn't do it properly. And now he's scared. Now he's scared to do it properly. Meaning the other side won. Their fear tactics won because he caved in. Well, he he was the one Mark Stevens. And then he ended up spending three years with IRS issues. He's got five months to pull. He's in a halfway house. He Actually, he says it's worse. Cheyenne, Mike's just yes. um, yeah. M- Mike's just been dropped out. He'll be back in a sec. Okay, thank you. Just to let you know, because he's just on a phone call. So here he is. He's back now. Oh yeah, you know, uh, Janine, I hear you typing. You sure it's me? Because oh, I just you know what? I'm just BSing you. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hang on a minute. I'm only, I've only just put my headphones in and taken it off mute. I'm just, uh, we're just, I just love to pick on you. Uh, I love to pick on you. But anyhow, Mike, how can I, can I go back? One mark to Cheyenne up on the wall. I'll have to take you to, um, when I get over to America, I'm going to have to take you to that big buffet. All right. All right. Get your drink. All right. (laughs) So, Mike. Yep. Mike, I end up giving him an email, and I asked him for his probation officer because once Mike gets out, they want him, the probation officer is giving them a hard time as far as being... um, um, shit. Um, self-employed. Well, what is what is the um, what is the condition, or what are the conditions that's preventing him from opening his own that, business? That's what I just asked in the, in the email. Um, I'm waiting for Mike to call me, or I'm waiting for Mike to call me or email me. 
like if he's you pissed. Mike used to make a six-figure income, and Mike wants to be self-employed so he can go back and do things that he used to do. We'll see if, let's say that I got caught violating a code. (laughs) Sounds kind of funny, but... And then I went to court, and I got a judgment against me, and I got probation. And I get my probation papers, and it says on there that I can't use drugs or alcohol, I can't hang out with known criminals, and I have to be in bed by the time the streetlights come on. I write to the probation officer, and I say, dude, I work till 9 o'clock. I can't be in bed by 8. Where I can't be in no, bed by the No, no, no. They're telling him he cannot be self-employed. They can't tell him that. They're, that they are. It's a that, argument. They're not telling him that. It's not yes, on they home. are. They will never tell him that on paper. Okay, you know what? I'll ask him to put that on paper and, and give it to me. Because that is what they're telling no. him. no. It's none of your freaking business. The probation officer is not going to answer you. He has no duty or obligation to answer anything from you. Mike, that's what I'm telling you. What are you telling me? If 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 I was Mike's probation officer and you sent me a letter, I would throw it in the garbage immediately. I wouldn't even waste my time answering it. I have no contract with you, none whatsoever. I don't have. I don't have to answer you. You're nobody to me. I, I got no contract with you. But they would mm-hmm. exactly the second contract. But they would throw him back in jail. See, that's what I'm trying to prevent. For what? That's what I'm saying. For what? What do you think they're going to magically throw him in jail for? But see, you didn't let me finish before. Say my probation conditions were one of my probation conditions where I had to be in bed by streetlight. I would write a letter to the probation officer. I would say, I work till nine. It's actually impossible for me to be at home, whatever. Uh, I can be home by 10 o'clock every night. Or maybe, maybe it takes me a half hour to get home. I can be home by 9.30. The probation officer is probably going to say, okay, all the other conditions remain the same. We're going to switch it from 8 o'clock till 9.30. Okay, see, no, whoa, 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 Mike. See, you just got done saying probation officer said everything was correct. What's that? You just got done saying the probation officer was correct. I'm not correct, but they end up doing everything that that the uh, probation officer wanted to do. I'm confused. Oh, what did you to do? Sorry. Like if 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 the only problem I have with my probation conditions are the time, I write a letter and I change that one condition, and they will usually do it if it's reasonable. That old word quote reasonable, but if it makes okay. sense, like if if the probation officer puts on paper you have to quit your job or get fired because I'm not going to let you have an extra hour and a half because you're working. 
that probation officer is going to be in trouble if I know what I'm doing because he's being unreasonable and he's causing me harm and financial loss for no reason. And he's going to look pretty stupid for saying I can't have a job because I have to be in bed just after dinner. Like, so, actually, so actually, Mike, if he would put down, because the, the um, PO is giving him a hard time because he can't be self-employed, and that's where he gets most of his money. But see, that's the thing. By law and legally, the probation officer cannot tell him he can't be unemployed or he can't be self-employed. That's what he's. That's, that's what the PO is telling him. He is no, not, not telling him that. I keep telling you, it's not on paper. You I, can. I, you I, can go. Mike, listen, Mike, don't listen, yell at me. Mike, listen, Mike, listen. Hello, okay, I'm you're here. Not, you're not getting it. The probation officer can say, I'm going to shoot you in the face if you don't lick my boots. And it didn't happen. It's I not on paper. I just don't want him to get... Mike, I, I, for guess, I guess... For what? I guess, Mike, I get it's not on paper. Well, then why I, do you keep saying it? Why do you keep saying it over and over and over again? Mike... How about, how about he put something on paper, send it to the probation officer... And then you can come up with all this ridiculous nonsense. Until okay, you put it on paper, until you put it on paper, Mike. What? What would happen if he would do that? What? And they end up putting him back in jail. For what? Uh, who fucking knows? She's my French. But you're not making any sense. We know how they all act. Yeah, I have a rough idea how they act, and what you're saying makes no sense to me. Okay. Hey, Mike. If Mike, you ask, if, ask if, you, if you went, if you went up to your mom after dinner and said, "Mommy, can I have a cookie?" Do you think you're going to get spanked and thrown in your room for asking, "Can I please have a cookie?" They're not going to throw them in jail for asking a reasonable request. He doesn't have to rock the boat. He doesn't have to say, you're not the boss of me. He doesn't have to say, I'm not doing what you want. He's not rocking the boat at all. He's just saying, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to earn a living and become a functioning member of society. I'm trying to follow all the rules. But this rule doesn't make sense, and it's causing a serious problem. And I'm not going to be able to be a functioning member of society if I'm bound by this ridiculous condition. You wouldn't be calling it ridiculous because then you're demeaning him or whatever. But polite, respectful, and just say there's a very good reason why this is an unreasonable bail condition or right. probation condition, parole condition. They're not going to throw him in jail for saying, I don't know, it's, it's not even asking for a cookie. It's, I don't know. I don't, right. I don't see what you think they're going to throw him in jail for. I'm just, I'm just, I want him out. I'm sorry, Mike. I want him out. Like, if he's not doing anything wrong, they're not going to throw him in jail. He's not violating the code. He's not breaking a law. He's not violating a code. He's making a reasonable request. The reason he went to jail for the IRS issue is because they said he violated a code. And he couldn't rebut that properly. 
And that's why he well, went to Jimmy Yeah, because he, he was with some fucking Mark Stevens. Yeah, He's but regardless, regardless of who he was listening to and what he did wrong, the point is they accused him of violating the code, and that's what he went to jail for. If he's asking a simple question, he's not violating a code and he's not breaking any law. There is no reason. They can't say, I'm throwing you in jail for asking for a cookie, unless his bail conditions were don't ask for a cookie. I just don't, I, I, again, I don't want to hurt him. But anyhow, someone else has a question? Yeah, I had a question. You say he's in a halfway house right now? Yes. He okay, uh, he, he actually he, says I guess he was actually he, released already. He actually says halfway house. He actually says a halfway house is worth worth worse than prison. Okay, I get that. Okay, I've been to both. I'm I'm not even I get it. He's not happy. What I'm asking is he was in prison or jail and they released him to the halfway house. Now, you're saying in these terms and conditions on his release to the halfway house that he cannot own his own business? Was that in the terms and conditions? Or are you saying in order to be released from the halfway house, the terms and conditions, he can't own his own business? Because I'm a little confused as to who's saying this. If it's, you keep saying it's the probation officer, but it's not. Somebody else comes up with the paperwork. The probation officer just oversees it. So in the terms and conditions of the release to the halfway house, does it say that? Which I don't think it could, let alone does, but. Okay, I'm I'm dealing with him with the halfway house. Okay, so where are you getting this? He can't own a business is what I'm asking. Because the probation officer says once he gets parole or once he gets out, whatever you call it. I'm not I'm not used to a criminal. But once he gets out, he's got three years probation and the probation officer is telling him I guess they're already lining everything up and they're tell and Mike is saying that I wanna be self employed and see, here's, that pro- here, here's the kicker right there. Why did he open his big, stupid mouth in the first place? Exactly. What's that got to do with the PO office? Like, see, if if he had, okay, when he when he went on probation, he got probation papers, and it clearly lists the conditions of his probation on his probation papers. And unless it says clearly on his probation papers, you cannot be self-employed. He can. That's right. And so what I'm saying is even when he's released from a halfway house, okay, I, I went through the same thing, guys. Okay, I was on pro- probation. I went into a halfway house. I came out of the halfway house, and I did everything that the court ordered, okay? And when I went back to court, my probation officer recommended that I go back to jail for 90 days, go back into rehab, and start the whole process over again. And you know what the judge said? Case dismissed. Have a good time. Stay sober. Okay, because the judge knew it was full of shit. Even the prosecutor came up to me and said, what's going on here? Your your, uh, probation officer is asking that you go back to jail and everything. I said, you know what? At that point, I said, I had been clean and sober for two years. 
I own my own business. I have a house, a family. I don't know what the hell this guy's problem is. I said, he doesn't even know who I am. So the probation officer is what I'm saying. He's like one step above a security guard, okay? And he has no power. All he has is to oversee, to make sure that you test clean, that you showed up and did your paperwork, you know, that you did your shit that you agreed to do. But he doesn't produce the paperwork that says, okay, in the next three years you can't have children, can't own your own business, no masturbation. He, he can't do any of that. He can only oversee what the courts say. And I've never seen a piece of paper that says, we're going to release you, but you can't make money. Or you can make money, but it can only be Taco Bell money. So it's just, it's an absurd argument is what I'm saying is just look at the documents when he got released to the halfway house. And then when he's getting ready to go out on the streets, they're going to give him more documents. Just an, an agreement. Correct. Correct. You're going to wear an ankle bracelet or you're going to not do drugs or like you said, you know, won't hang out with gang members or whatever. But nowhere in that paperwork is it going to say, I can't own a business. <laughs> Dave, the, the thing is, this is something else people got to drill into your head. Keep your big trap shut. He had he no does. reason. He, does. He, had, he had no reason to open his big stupid mouth and say, when I get out, I'm going to open my own business. He should have just shut his mouth and said nothing. And then when he no, got because, out. No, 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 then, no, Mike. Then, because of the then, And then when he gets out, he opens his own business because nowhere on the paperwork does it say he can't open his own business. If he never said anything, he just goes through with his plan quietly. Even if he did say it, Mike, it won't be on the paperwork. So exactly. I'm you. The they want to know. They want, hello. Little notice saying. They want oh, to by know. The way, I've declared that he cannot own a business. It's not going to be on the paperwork. So I'm saying it's a it's a mute point to even be discussing about him owning a business. What they're going to care about is that he doesn't rob anybody, he doesn't hurt anybody, and he sticks with his conditions. No, no. They to want it. to know. No, they want to know his business, where he's going to go. No, that's part of the deal. When they release you, they want to know that you're a working member of society. So generally, oh, okay. Hey, I, I so have how guys can on they parole stop? that okay. work for me. I got guys the on guy parole that work for me. Every once in a while, their parole officer will call me and say, we're just verifying he has work and he's been working and he shows up. Yes. Okay. The Sometimes guy they'll even come to the job. If the he, guy that's if, if he oh shuts God. His, If he shuts his mouth, He'll be able to open his own business. Tell him to shut the fuck up. He's doing it he to has. himself. He has. Mike, Mike's not a stupid person. Trust me. Okay. He's not. He if, used to if, make a six-figure income. I don't give He's a fine about how much money he makes. It makes no difference. Money does not relate to intelligence. Stupid people He's make big money. He's very intelligent. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant how much money he makes. Absolutely irrelevant. Like if they said, what are you going to do with your life? And he says, well, so far I have a guaranteed job lined up at Taco Bell, but I got my sights set a little higher. I'm not sure where I'll be working yet, but I got to get back to making somewhere close to what I was making before. And just leave okay. it at that. Okay, okay you're Mike. allowed to work at Taco Bell. You're allowed to look for another job. That's fine. On your way. And he's done. And then he opens okay, his Mike. own business and keeps his mouth shut. Okay, Mike. 
there's there's a lot of things that have changed. But see, here's another point. Is he just got raped by the system, and now he's just dying to get back in. He's not even out of the system. As soon as he gets out, he's going right back into it. No, he won't. He's opening his own business. It's probably going to be through the IRS. No, trust me, he won't. No, he's watching what he's doing. So he's so he's telling the probation officer, "I'm going to open my own business and not pay tax." That's well, smart. You're correct on that. That's pretty smart. I'm going to I'm going right. to I'm going to I'm going to evade taxes when I get out of here. He's got to keep his big mouth shut. He's doing it to himself. That person, I cannot hear. He's breaking up. But yeah, Mike, you made a good point. He's just doing it to himself. He's just got to keep his mouth shut, tell them what they want to hear, and get out. That's all he's got to do. Play their game, fly under the radar as good as he can, as good as he can, until he's out of their out of their airspace. Okay, he's he only has five months to pull. Well, he's gonna have to study. Uh, well, that's very hard. I gave him many things to look at. I gave him common law. Well, that I doesn't even make sense. Common that, law? Doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. You gave him common law. Oh, links to common law. But where is that? He says it is worse than prison. That's irrelevant. That's just my feelings. That's blah blah blah. I don't give a shit about his feelings. I don't. Uh, that's all irrelevant. The fact is, he's obviously not been studying because he hasn't written a letter. He doesn't know anything about common law. Well, he's gonna have to giddy up, get her done. Exactly. It's the old. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink. If he's, he's not, if he's Mike. not, well, he's obviously not because he's not writing a letter. He's afraid to write a simple letter. No, he's going to this week. You got a crystal ball? Yeah, from you. Oh yeah, I forgot. I uh, I got a stockpile of them. Yeah, I know you do. We'll see yeah. what happens, Mike. Yeah, he's just got to learn to shut up and tell them what they want to hear and just keep it as short as possible, give them as little information as possible, just squeeze out of there and do his own thing. Well, I gave him the information as far as it, as far as his uh, wife. That's my property, and I want to return. So let's see what happens. Well, want and returned are terrible. Restored. And he's got like, what, four, six, seven for three bucks? Okay. Good night, my friend. You take care. Okay. Too many people are talking right now. Thank you for a night. Whoa. Too many people are talking right now. Hello. 
Somebody's got to mute okay. out. People can't fucking mute out. Well, that's not me, friend. guys. I'm sitting here in that's silence. Oh, yeah. Well, the last one was in. Walking in on me. I really can't get this part. That's some other redneck. <laughs> mute out. Mike, get on the... Get online. Oh, well, not Let's find out who in the hell this person is, and they will they will, they will be mute out. Someone's been drinking tonight. No, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm just pissed. Because you're talking about me? I had a stomach virus. Yeah. Head. Okay, until Mike comes back. Anyone have a question? Yeah, Sonia, how are you doing with your paperwork? I'm not Sonia. No, I was asking Sonia. I'm sorry, what? I was asking Sonia how she's doing with her paperwork. I said I'm not Sonia. I, I said I know that. I was asking Sonia. She's uh, online. Apparently, she's not on the phone. I can't hear her. Okay, it's hard to hear you. I don't think she's on anymore. She's off now. Thank you, Mike. Thanks. No, she's not Thanks online at all. She's ne- not even on the board. She's gone. Uh, That's Sonia. She's not on the phone and she's not on the board. She's gone to have a sleep. How are you, Janine? Uh, Good, thank you. Who is this? This is Billy. 
Billy, is it? Hello, Billy. How are you? Good. Just checking. Hello. Well, we lost Mike. No, I'm still uh, here. Uh, uh, no, nah, he's just logged in. Okay. Does anyone have a call for Mike? No. We have to. No. no yes, everything. We going, have to have yeah. a call for Mike. What uh, everything's happened? Going, everything's going well. Um, I sent another letter. I haven't had any response. You know, so. Um, I'm just spending the time just gathering evidence from um, people at the uh, dog park that actually have known my property um, and also people in the street who have witnessed who witnessed um, the incident and uh, I'm just gathering all those letters together um, I spoke I actually spoke to the woman who um, other dog, her dog is Rocky, her name is Kylie. She lives in the house opposite um, number 16. Um, her dog got attacked. He's the size of, uh, I don't know, he's bigger than a Staffy, but uh, not as big as a Great Dane, so he's probably like, oh, I don't know. Uh, this anyway. Relevant. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but the thing is, um, the the, um, the two dogs actually attacked her property while I had mine at the vets and uh, done a lot of damage, a lot of damage. So uh, she couldn't even talk about it; she just burst into tears. Um, there were other people who also witnessed that attack. So I'm in the process of just get, gathering information and. Um, once I've got it all right up, I'll just put the whole lot in a claim, file it, and just put it in and see how I go. So he hasn't he hasn't answered your last letter yet. That's correct. Yeah, because that, that's the one you know that's the one where um, Mikey said. Um, Send him a letter saying, what makes you believe, what leads you to believe that you are not um, responsible or totally responsible or something? Fully liable? Yeah, fully liable. Yes, thank you. That's that's the words, yeah. And that's the one who hasn't, you know, I've had no response and that's been over a week now. Yeah, he, uh, he, might, he might answer it. He's been answering so far, so... I don't know how he's going to answer that, other than he's probably going to say something like, your dogs are on the street, which is still irrelevant. Exactly. It it doesn't matter. See, he wants to try and make me responsible for my, for my property being on the streets and says, well, your property was on the streets, therefore you've got to pay $200, you know. Um, and I can say, well, okay, well... Did he actually tell you? Did he, he didn't actually tell you to pay two hundred dollars? Did he? No, but he he doesn't. But um, he says uh, um, I, I only half. want to pay half. Yeah, but see, it sounds like splitting hairs. But he's saying he'll pay you half, and you're saying he's telling you to pay. They're completely different. 
Okay, Mike, All he right. says, I, I agree to pay, um, I, I want to pay half the bill, but you must take responsibility for your dogs also being out on the street. Yeah, that's all blah, 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 I'll pay Yeah, half. exactly. All right, that's, so that's, that's all, all I want to... Listen. But listen to what I'm saying, though. He is. He has never told you you have to pay $200. That has never been mentioned. He just said he'll pay half, and you're jumping to all these presumptions. You can't say he's saying something that he didn't actually say. You got to no, be clear, you gotta be clear with your words. You can't be presuming all this stuff. You can't be saying he said something that he didn't say. Because then you're going to be the big fat liar, not him. Well, the thing of it is, I'm a dog owner. And yeah. I would I like just, to know, look, I would I'll, like I'll to know, excuse me, Janine. I would like to know where her dog was. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. No, it's, it's a no, not we've like been we've been through this before. Yeah. It's irrelevant. I don't need a leash on my car to park my car on the street. I don't need. Oh yes, you do. No, I I need a leash on my car. Really? Do I need a a car collar on it too? Are you a dog owner? Do I feed my car car food? Cheyenne, Cheyenne, do just take... for your interest, the dog, the my property was in my on on my driveway. That's irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. I what Cheyenne, Cheyenne, you're stuck in code land. That's all statutory nonsense. I Again, well, guess what? I have dogs. Yeah, you called yourself a dog owner, which is defined in the city bylaw. A dog owner must have their dog license. A dog owner must leash their dog. A dog owner must clean up their dog shit. Dog owners have duties and okay, responsibilities. Okay, Mike, whatever. Okay, you can whatever all you want. You don't get it. Your codes, No, I do get it. Your codes that apply to dog owners have to have their dog on a leash. They're not going to be freaking freaking taking my dogs away. Oh, yeah. That's, well, your property, you mean. No. Correct. You keep calling, keep calling yourself a dog owner, and the codes apply to you. The codes apply to dog owners, and you're saying, I'm a dog owner. I'm a citizen. I'm a resident. I'm a motor vehicle operator. You're saying okay, I'm a legal Mike. person. Okay, Mike. I, I get it. Let's move okay. on with, let's move on right. with uh, one, um, one. Okay. Well, that's all I want to say about the matter, but I did get a um, up on um, a Skype group. Somebody sent me a, a CF. It was Patty, actually, or Wayfinder. Um, I think I'm sure it was him. He sent me a CF regarding a man and knowing the behaviour of of his beast, so to speak. So, um, you know, like a man would know the behaviour of their property. I don't know what that means. That doesn't make sense. Like... I know what my rock does. That doesn't really make sense. Okay. All right. Like I don't I don't I don't know what that means, the behavior of a skateboard. 
behavior of a fence post. I'll send it to you, Mike. But I'll just look. That's all I want to say about the issue. But I, you know, um, yeah, got to remember I'm still only learning this stuff. So, um, like what is it? Is it like a CF in case this goes to court? It's just a CF, just to put put it in exhibits. Exhibit to what? Uh, it would be going with exhibits of uh, letters and testimonies. So for court, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I would, uh, I'd be pretty careful. I would make sure I, yeah, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't be putting a CF in any letters. No, no, not in any letters, no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't, I'm not sure what that CF's about, but it doesn't really make sense to me. Like, is there, is there a lot more to it? Give me a sec. I'll try and find it if somebody's got something else to say about their case. Like it just it just seems strange because property it's not a man or a woman. Property doesn't have a voice. Pro, like uh, I don't know. Like I don't know. I I don't. I haven't researched the word behavior but I don't know if a rock or a skateboard can behave in any real way. It doesn't do anything. It just sits there. It maintains a position. Like the, uh, everybody knows that the owner is liable. Like if, if, if my car rolls down the street and hits another car, I have to pay the damage because it's my car. I'm liable. If my dog gets out of the backyard and bites the neighbor's kid in the face, I'm liable because it's my dog. I guess technically a dog could have behaviors, but I don't know if a car really has behaviors. Well, your children are your property too, aren't they? Uh, well, children have... And you just can, you can just put in photos of your property. But the, when you say children are your property, children might have behavior, property does not. Okay. Like, I don't know, I guess you could say technically fire behaves in a certain way, but I don't know if that's actually correct to say that. I don't know, maybe fire would have characteristics. I don't know if characteristics are the right word either, but Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to Google that.
right, here it is. Mike, I just found it. I'm just going to send it to you. There you go. Whatever happened to uh, S-Dot? Is he still on the call? Guess not. Finally got quiet. Unless you guys all hung up on me. Yeah, this is my kind of call, nice and quiet. Hey, whatever happened to Chattanooga Mike? Where's my buddy Green Topak? That's kind of funny, non-stop interrupting each other for like four hours or something, and all of a sudden now it's dead silent.
Good thing this is recording. Can you guys even hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Cool. Yeah, I don't mind the quiet. I don't know if I'm connected still. Hi, Mike. Hey. Thought I was an asshole again. Maybe everybody hung up on me. Well, you are an asshole, but <laughs> well, I, don't I, don't know hung, I don't know if they hung up on you. Well, I did a few times because I really wanted to lay down. I end up having a stomach flu this weekend. It was bad. But however, let's move on. Um, question I had, and I had a bunch for you, and damn it, let's put my glasses on. One would be, I don't want to say jurisdiction. I really don't want, because that's control. Um... My grocery bill. Um, you got questions about your grocery bill? Uh, no. Mike, stop it. <laughs> Go back on to... Oh, you know what? That would be one. Hopefully that would be one. <sighs> Uh, the UCC banking code, endorsement and overdraft. Sorry, say that again? UCC code, and I know you don't like to do that one. UCC code, banking code, and endorsement and overdraft. What's your opinion on that one? I don't even know what that means. That that would mean that when they would charge you with a overdraft, they could only charge you with twenty bucks. Which do they they end up charging you with more than twenty bucks? What you mean? You mean you? took out more than you had in your bank and they were supposed to charge you $20 for that and they charged you more? You know, let's say that um, you end up, uh, say insurance bill, end up going in at 12.01 a.m. and you end up putting the money in at 9 a.m.? So the money wasn't there. Okay. So they end up charging you $37. Well, how do you know that it's only $20 charge? That goes back to the UCC. So what does the UCC say? The bank can only charge you 20 bucks. 
It actually says $20 in the UCC. Yes, yes. Are you sure that it's just the overdraft charge and there's not other fees? 20 bucks, period. Yeah, but maybe they charge you 20 bucks for an overdraft and maybe the rest is other fees or something. Well, I'm, I'm, hey, you know what? It just happened to me. I'm going to find out. So we will see. Well, instead of all this UCC stuff, why don't you just ask a teller what are these charges for? Because the teller doesn't know shit. So I end up writing to the corporation to find out. And and to return the 17 bucks. Well, who did you write to? The corporation. You wrote to Iraq. Oh, I wrote to Mike Miller. No, Mike Miller's not a corporation. Not that I'm aware of. Unless you're uh, talking about somebody else. Damn it. He wouldn't have happened. No, I wrote to the bank. Local bank. So you wrote to the bricks? You wrote to the filing cabinet? The telephone? Yes. The desk? Yep. Good luck with that. I don't waste my I time. Know. I don't waste my time talking to fax machines. Well, let's see what happens. Seventeen <clears throat> bucks. Like you wrote greetings, what? Oh, here's yeah. Here's what I wrote. Where did you go? Hey, Mike, I got a question while Shan's waiting. Yeah. Oh, look. Go, on, uh, go this, ahead. Okay, this is phase one. Um, Mike, what's your, uh, what's your, what do you know about venue? Like, if I just say that word, what, what pops into your mind if you were to describe it to me? Venue uh, is only building. Well, venue just it's kind of just a place like the the local park could be a venue um the concert yeah. hall sometimes yeah. they call that a venue yeah yeah, well, yeah. mike's going to have a, mike's going to have a place at his house we're all going to go there oh. that's his venue <laughs> i don't think you guys will all fit my house mm-hmm. well Maybe we can show that's up on the, paper. That's the venue. <laughs> yeah, you guys can all show up on paper. That'd be great. <laughs> Anyhow, that's the venue. So the venue is the place, the building. So the, uh, for example, 
then the most the next most common venue that we would know of would be a court venue, right? Or, or how does that work when when you use the word court with the noun venue? Well, is it like venue of court? Ven court venue or court? Court is wherever you are, pretty much. Um, like you, you could have court anywhere. Like if back in the day, they would have, they would hold court at the bar. They would hold court at the apple tree uh, at the top of the hill, just outside of town. It's just a place where you would go and meet. But it's just convenient that the courthouse is already set up for court. So that's the perfect venue to go to. It's already there. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could hold a dance down at the lake, but why bother when it's cold outside? There's a there's a dance hall just up the street. So the venue's already there, we may as well use it. Uh so when when I hear the words change of venue the legal legally change of venue that just means basically from one maybe courtroom to another or even courthouse to another um or does that have to do with jurisdiction too at all no yes he, he hit it right there mike it's uh the venue i believe is you know you're going to be in bankruptcy court you're going to be in family court you're going to be that's the type of venue you're going to be in but that would be wouldn't that be the jurisdiction, though? The jurisdiction? Well, yeah. Would it be under? You got to pick the proper venue. Meaning, you can't try to sue somebody but take it to uh, you know the wrong court. Yeah, like if 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 I'm filing a family court case. Right. You don't go into bankruptcy court and file a claim. Yeah. Yeah, well, the the yeah, I don't want to go to the federal court building because this is a family matter. It's in the courthouse, the local courthouse. It's not in the capital. It's not like as far as I know, federal court usually has its own building. Does it not? Uh, I believe it's superior, federal. They all have their own little cha-cha. I'm not 100% sure. I know that when I was going to court, uh, the lady told me, sir, you can't do that here. It's not the proper venue. And so it wasn't just court. It was the court I was trying to enter was the wrong one. So that's when I when I understood when you're picking a venue, you're picking it according to what you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not sure. She might be right, but maybe she doesn't fully understand the word venue. Um, was was it a different desk? What do you mean? That I went to? Yeah, like, see, I don't know, I don't know how your courts are set up, but here the um, family court, they uh-huh. have. They have a separate courthouse, and it's it's just the family court in that courthouse. And then two blocks away, they have the real courthouse where they have 
criminal court, civil court, young offender court, uh, all kinds of like traffic court, everything is in one building. But there's a civil court desk, there's a criminal court desk, there's a traffic court desk. Yeah, um, so that, that's right. When you're in court, you are going to choose the proper venue. I don't think it's just the courthouse. I think it's exactly what you just said, which is it, it's in our courthouse, they had, you know, that family law area, bankruptcy area, civil, um, and you had to choose when you filed what venue you wanted to, or they would give you the venue actually. When I told, when I told her what I wanted to do, she said, you can't do that in this courthouse. We don't do that here. So, so basically, she was saying you're you're trying to play baseball, but we only dance here. We only here. do basketball. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, did, did I was picking the wrong venue. Meaning, I wanted to file, uh, you know, a civil matter, and I was doing it in a, uh, you know, statutory area or whatever. I was doing it in the wrong. I was actually in Santa Monica, and she told me, you can't do that here. You have to do it in downtown. I was in a probate deal, and uh, they don't do probate in that courthouse. They only do probate in this other courthouse. So it was not proper venue. You know, I was looking for a court date in the wrong court. You should have just got her to fax it over to the courthouse. Yeah, if I was smart. <laughs> It was much more fun driving all that time and talking to all those people because I learned a lot. But yeah, I could have asked her nicely to just fax it over. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's what I, I understood venue uh, when I was going through the process. That is one of the words I happened to come across because. Uh, when she had told me you're in the wrong area, uh, somewhere when I went back and learned about it, I was like, oh, it's not the right thing. So, so venue and jurisdiction might be closely related, uh, like place-wise. Like certain venues only uh, have uh, have certain jurisdiction, maybe. That's right. Or... Yeah. No, that's that's right because. Uh, you know, some judges aren't allowed to meet a magistrate on certain cases that are they're not in that, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they'll send you to the proper jurisdiction, the proper venue, I guess. See here, like I was saying, there's a there's a, a building that only does family court, and then two blocks away is the other courthouse that does everything. Um, when I was I was looking at the uh, I don't know if it was the court website or the attorney general's website or whatever, but it said that the unified family court deals with, um, with, with all family matters. And then it said that the other courthouse deals with family matters involving property, which I found interesting. Uh, what what did you find out what they meant by property? Would that be more like divorce or separations and stuff? Maybe as a 
administration of property? Um, I'm not sure, but what I suspect is that the family court is a big business and they're very, very busy and they make enough, they have enough customers where they need their own venue. And I also think that it's partly because the family court is purely administrative. They have no authority to do law there whatsoever. That's what I think is going on, but I'm not sure. But I mentioned this before. I wrote a letter. I, I, know, I haven't followed up yet. I probably should, but I wrote a letter to the woman acting as chief justice of the family courthouse. And I asked her, is the, is the building located at 55 Main Street West in Hamilton a public courthouse? And the letter I got was a bunch of gibberish, but it said to write to some other lady to find out about government buildings. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it kind of it sounds like a stupid question if you don't know what I'm doing, but asking no, is it a public That's a asking, great question. Yeah, asking, asking is it a public courthouse might sound like a stupid question at first, but I suspect that they can only do administrative law. And then the answer I got back, somehow I asked about a public courthouse and I got a response about a government building, mm -hmm. which is a bit of a tip off that the government, that government agent may be under the presumption that public means government. Well, that leads to my next question. We, we've determined that venue can mean like a, a place and then when it has to do with uh let's say law legal matters it might be a certain courthouse with certain uh ability to jurisdiction basically with certain rules so where where is the public venue if i say those words what do you think of well i would say a public venue is well i guess it would have to, if it relates to court, would be different, but like the... If, if I just the say public venue, what do you think of? Yeah. Well, but see, when I think public venue, I, it could be the public park, it could be the public library, it could be out in the middle of the road. It's just anywhere. If, if you're meaning court, um... Like, see, again, I don't know the, I don't know the court structures down there. Actually, to be honest, I don't really understand the court structures here, but. <laughs> it's confusing. Um, but. Well, here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm trying to set you up so that but, you'll help me think, basically. And so I don't need, I didn't really want a direct answer to that. But what I'm trying to contrast is if we, if you and I agree, there's a public venue, which, uh, yeah, the park, the city, the town square then that means there must be a private venue. And I could even say that's my property, right? Like where I live, that would be my private venue. Yep. And so if we relate that now to, let's say, courts. Um, so the, the lady I wrote to, she <laughs> might be working for a, working at a private venue. Yeah. Yeah. But, See, I think venue might have something to do with 
are you going to your local county court? Are you going to district court, circuit court? Like, I don't know if all those courts are in the same building. Yeah, let's keep it simple. Let's say your local, your county court, you know, your, 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 uh, that's not state court. No, it'd be county court, obviously. Um, so we, we assume or presume we think that's a public venue. Like you wrote that letter and actually asked the lady, um, and then she came back with a bunch of gibberish nonsense and didn't even address your question, basically. And so, and then when we walk into that building, we're immediately immediately hit with all these foreign things, a foreign language, a foreign process, a f- foreign rules. You know, you got to do this, you can't do that. You know, there's nothing public about it. And so it seems that that would be like a private place venue well, right well how about this what if say there was a boy scout hall just down the street and it's a private hall but i go to the hall one day and i talk to somebody and i say yeah i was thinking of holding uh violin lessons on monday nights and i was wondering if i could use this as a venue Maybe it's a private venue that is open to the public. Maybe it's a public venue that the bar association has taken over and they just think it's theirs now. Mm-hmm. It seems so like that's what's happening. You know, that makes total sense with all the pe- with people trying to, let's say, deal with the courts or go into court or settle something through court. You know, it's just running into a bunch of nonsense. And it seems like that might that's why you know it's it's a private game that can be used but it's totally uh governed it you know it itself is governed and controlled well carl's talked about that before too it's like um you've been hanging out at the park or whatever for the last two three years and all of a sudden one day a few boy scouts show up couple days later there's more of them and by as the weeks go by you start going to the public park and there's all these boy scouts everywhere and now all of a sudden the boy scouts are telling you when you can use the swings telling you if you're allowed to use the slide or not maybe they're telling you get out of my park and it's like wait a minute this isn't your park this is our park it's everybody's park who are you guys from Boy Scout Society to just come in and take over the public part? Whereas in the situation of the family court building here, I think it's different. I think the Boy Scouts took over the public park and then they actually built their own park just down the street that nobody can go in except the Boy Scouts. Could that also be, uh, I think, you know, you've heard Carl talk about common law, of course, comes from the the customs and beliefs of the local people. And if the Boy Scouts moved in for a long enough time and basically had possession of the park and made their own rules, it would almost become a their common law there that would be make us uh, or the, the someone coming in an outsider basically an outlaw 
to to them, right? Well, um, the common law has never been outlawed, and there's no law that says the common law has ever been outlawed. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's more like they're just pretending it's their park. That's uh, as Carl Carl said. You know, it's it's like you go to the library one day, and you walk in. Before you even get there, all the bar association members have walked into the public library. They have taken every book. They are on every computer, and they won't allow you access to it. Now, what right have they got to do that? They don't have any because it is a public building. Everybody has access to it. And on a side note. A lot of people, I've heard a lot of people whine and complain that it's a public venue and the Bar Association has no right to be in a, a, a public venue, which is absolutely incorrect because Walmart has every right to sue in a public venue. So the Bar Association has every right to eat well, I don't know if they have the right, but I guess they have the... Authority. They have the, if it's by contract, maybe, right? If there's an agreement, you know, then there's there's no wrong in that. If there's some yeah, sort so, of... So what is it, Mike? Is it, does the Bar Association actually pay the council to to use that building? But it Apparently they use, do. Yeah, well, well, they would. Yeah, but they—it's still—it still must be available to the public as well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Link. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that the Crown in Canada has to pay more for uh, filing stuff in the courthouse than the general public. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, I found some stuff on Venue. I just went back to what I was doing before, but it says while jurisdiction says in what state and what court you can file your lawsuit, Venue is the county where you file your action. Usually Venue is in the county where the person is suing the business or another person. So the jurisdiction is telling the court whether they have the ability to see this case and the venue is generally where the problem occurs. Meaning, if I have a problem with somebody here in California, I'm not going to go to Nevada and try to see them. Yeah, there's, well, there's also, I don't know if you've heard the term venue shopping, but... Well, venue, venue on etymology online, it says a coming for the purpose of attack. Of attack? Of, of attack. attack. Go. I'll, I'll, uh, isn't it? I'll just put now it look up. up atta- now look up attack. Okay. I'm going to copy it, and I'm just going to put it in the thing. So it is from the 1300s. Okay. So it says, a coming for the purpose of attack from the old French venue, which means coming. Okay, so that's up there. This is why, you know, this is why we've got to really get on the etymology online, as hold Mike on, says. Hold on, is there is there more than one definition of venue? Hang on, I'll. Okay, I'm just going to paste bits of it in as I as I get it, as 
because I can only put bits in at a time. Okay, there's also, um, the, it says the sense, the sense of a place where a case in law is tried is first recorded in 1530. There you go. Mm -hmm. Is that it? No, 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 that's... Okay, I'll read it all. Venue as a noun um, from 1300s means a coming for the purpose of attack from old French venue, which means coming. And it's got in brackets 12C. Um, from fem, past particle of venir, as in V-E-N-I-R, to come. From Latin venir, which means to come or from the pi root of, or to go, to come. Um, it's an old link, an old, uh, from the old English word, um, it's C-U-M-A-N, which means to come. So the sense of a place where a case in law is tried is first recorded in 1530s, extended to locality in general, especially site of a conference or a sporting event. Um, there, and there's also 1857 uh, change of venue is from Blackstone's 1768. Very good. Thank you. Thank you a lot, Um Yeah, that's that's what I was asking. Is there another definition? I was waiting for the part where it says generally a location or whatever it said. Locality in general, especially a site of a conference or sporting event. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was... Because, yeah, when you said for the purpose of attack and then... Uh, court of law or whatever tried blah 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 i was waiting i was wondering where it's just a generally just a, a location the definition yeah. i was trying to i was waiting for but um, well, i think but, the other moment too is talking about the the location where a an action can be filed right like you know if i have a problem with my neighbor i can't go file an action in the in the next county over and make him drive all the way over there Right, so it had to be within a location of the crime or or whatever happened, the event. When when well, you're talking sports, right? I don't remember what the case was or where it was. For some reason, I'm thinking Pennsylvania was involved, but um, there was some kind of case. Carl's talked about it before. Something about somebody got hit by a train, and the train was right on the border between two states. And somebody tried to sue in one state and lost. So they went to the other state on the other side of the tracks and tried to sue in another another venue. Mm -hmm. And they call it venue shopping. You can't just go looking around for a better deal. You pick someone and pick somewhere and stick with it. Yeah, and didn't Carl mention too that has to do with like uh, personal relationships with let's say court staff that may benefit your case. Right, you, you can't just go around. Oh, my buddy's the the uh, judge over there in Clark County, so we're going to go over there and hold court. You know, mm -hmm. when our court is only two miles away. Yeah. 
something like that. That's not exactly what Carl said, but that's what I remember. Um, so now I have I'm, I'm leading up to a bigger a bigger event here to put Mike in a box. Um, so earlier, Mike, yeah, are you ready? Uh, earlier, you talked about uh, you know I think you were talking to Brian Donald, and you said I can't remember what you're talking about, but you said you know if you come to my house and I tell you there's no shoes and no smoking, then you're not coming in my house with shoes and with your cigarette, right? You remember that? Yep. Okay, so that so your house is your venue. And you have some rules. And so if I show up to your house with my shoes and my cigarette and you tell me no shoes and no cigarette, I can rightfully tell you, okay, peace, see you later, right? Yep. Okay. Now, let's say that uh, I see you over at Walmart the next day, and you you said, hey, I think you owe me 50 bucks. Come over to my house, and let's talk about it, right? Let's figure it out. And I'm like, sure. I want to pay all my debts, or, you know, let's go. Let's talk about it. So I show up later at your house, and you tell me, again, dude, no shoes, no smoking. And I said, this is who I am. This is what, this is what I do. Um, I'm here to talk. And you say, you, you basically just say no. And so at that point, do I still have the right to say, okay, see ya, and there is no more 50 bucks? Um, I would say no. Why? <laughs> well, how? Because, because you owe <clears throat> me money, now you're going to tell me what to do in my house. You're gonna no, 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 you, you, you said, I think you owe me money, let's talk about it. And so you, I was coming to your house to give you a chance to prove it. Okay, but why, why do we have, why would you have to come to my house? Why can't you write me a letter? You, you invited me there. Okay, so you write me a letter back saying... Yeah, okay, I'll come to your house, but I'm wearing my shoes and I might have a cigarette while I'm there. All and right. then I and then I can say, "Okay, well that's fine, but you're going to stay out on the front porch. You're not coming in." And at well, which point you send me another letter back with another counteroffer and we haggle back and forth. Okay, here's the thing. I'll send you a letter and tell you that and be like, yeah, I'm more than happy to show up. I got 50 bucks in my pocket just in case you're right, but I'm showing up like this and then you don't respond. So I just show up and that's when you tell me, no, 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 no. Okay. Well, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you say I'm not part of your club? Let's go to a public venue. I don't want to go to your private jurisdiction. I don't want to be in your private venue and under your rules. I would rather go to a a, a neutral place. Well, because you, 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 you never leave your house. You all, you always stay at your house. You never walk outside. That's why. Because I offered. I said, hey, let's go meet at the oak tree. And you were like, no, dude, I I can't leave my property. This is where I do business. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little different because generally people consent. 
to the jurisdiction. People confess, people whatever. It's kind of different because your scenario, it's just man to man. As opposed to man versus the whole Boy Scout troop. Yeah. Um, my, you're, yeah, you're right about that. It's a very vague, general uh, situation. But that's kind. Of, that's what's happening to a lot of people that we hear about, whether on Skype or your call, Gus's call. You know, they're having that. They're having that. They're hitting that wall, and then being dragged in, basically. Even like Brian Donald, where he he showed up, and tried to you know, say, oh, this is who I am, this is how I am, and they kicked him back out. And then even said he didn't even show up, he didn't even try to pay his, you know, or didn't even try to talk to us. And that happens a lot. That's that's a lot of intimidation and uh, quasi-threats and stuff. But but here's another thing, too. Am I Am I an employer and you're coming to my house and I'm presuming you're coming to my house as an employee. Are you, have you been acting like an employee all this time? And all of a sudden now you're saying, fuck you, I don't work for you. Like if, if, you, and I have, if you and I have a contract together, a contract's a contract. If you haven't rebutted the contract, then you're not going to be barking orders at me, your boss. Yeah. If, if, it's the capacity you're acting in at the time. Is it not the presumption of, of what someone thinks you're acting as at that time? Also, well, half-half time, maybe? <laughs> but let's say you're driving around in a car that says Boy Scout Society of New York, mm-hmm. and you have a Boy Scout license plate on, and you have a Boy Scout membership card in your wallet. They have a bit of pre, uh, pre-existing presumptive evidence that says you're a Boy Scout, and you but have they don't, rebutted it. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah, but they but they don't have immediate jurisdiction, right? They they let's say the officer still has to get that whatever the last one tenth of the evidence to secure, okay, it's pretty darn true beyond a reasonable doubt here, right? Well, sometimes cops will freak out if you don't give them your name because they know they can't really do anything unless you give the name. Um, Another thing you got to remember, too, is cops don't know the law. They're trained in process and procedure. Yeah. So a lot of them, it sucks for them, but the bar association just throws the cops right under the bus. They don't tell the cops what the law is. They send the cops out to break the law, just hoping that every man and woman on the street doesn't know they're a man or a woman. They might call themselves a man or a woman, but they're quacking like a duck. They're walking like a duck. Yeah, you're a duck. Yeah. The judicial training manual is definitely not the same as the cop's training manual. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay. Yeah, well, you do. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. 
No problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that was a good answer or not. I'm not really 100% sure the best way to answer that. But Well, you'd make total sense, of course. But it, when you, like you said, when you sit there and just turn off Carl, turn off you, and you try to think about things, it's real easy to see how it should be. And, and then you're like, why isn't it like that? I could just tell the cop I'm a fucking man. You know, but it's just, it's not, when you go outside, it's not like that. Like, I think, I think if you were a cop and you went to your supervisor and you said, holy shit, I was talking to this guy on the street and he said a whole bunch of stuff to me about the law and about the legal system. And I thought he was full of crap, but some of it made sense. And I went and I Googled it. And I searched everywhere, and it sounds like this guy was right. It sounds like I can get sued if I go and arrest a man, put him in cuffs, and bring him to jail. You're probably going to get either fired or promoted. They're probably going to get you off the street, or they're going to get you away from the lower cops. Yeah, they're going to send you on some special mission, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're probably not going to punish you with a desk job but you're probably going to get some kind of promotion where the rest of the cops are under you. You probably, maybe they'll make you sign something where you're going to shut your mouth. Who knows what they do, but they don't want you mingling with the rest of the attack dogs. They don't want you telling all the attack dogs. If you protect this property, the way that they tell you to, you're going to get thrown in a cage. Mm -hmm. Like if, if, if I went if I went to cops to cop college and day one to cop college, the instructor said, Yeah, just to let you guys know, if you do your job the way we train you, you might get sued, you might lose your host, your bass boat, you're gonna lose it all. I don't think I'm gonna stick around in cop college very long. <laughs> no, not exactly. Um uh, why Today you made a, many, a lot of good, good. Actually, you stressed a lot of good points about it's a paper world. Everything is on paper in in that world, in that in that court world, or in the legal world. Sorry. Yep. And uh, why is that? Why well, do I have these? Well, realistically, that's in law too. If um. Like if I say that you came onto my front lawn and you chopped my apple tree down and then you say, no, I didn't. And I say, yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. If there's no witness, nothing on paper, it's just your word against mine. It'd be different if I wrote you a letter and say, Hey man, uh, word on the street is you were the one that cut my apple tree down. Maybe you'd be stupid and write, yeah, I did. What are you going to do about it? Bam, that's evidence on paper. So now it's my word. Now it's my word backed up by evidence. And it's your word with, oh yeah, evidence against yourself. This, that, that's a great situation or a great example, but like back in the old days, let's say old days, uh, back when people couldn't read and write, but they could talk, 
uh, I I came to you. I saw you cut down my apple tree. I came to you, and you said, no, I didn't. And I said, yeah, you did. And you said, no, I didn't. That's why honor was stressed so hard in society back then was don't tell a lie. You know, don't deceive your brother. Don't, you know, don't. That's why in, in, I think it's more than just Matthew. It's in a few places in the Bible, but that's why it says, uh, go, go agree with your brother while you're in the way with them, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if he doesn't listen, then you, you bring, you bring another man or woman with you as a witness. Mm-hmm. And then you go in. So if I say you cut my apple tree down and you say, no, I didn't. Then I bring a witness or whatever I, the witness hears or sees. Who knows what the witness is going to find? Mm-hmm. But at least I'll have a witness, even though nobody knows how to write. We'll still have also have witnesses that I tried to settle with you, and you were unreasonable. Um, could it also be that you know today it's a paper world? Uh, everything is legal, everything we do uh, is because almost everything that we come in contact with once we step off our property, step outside our front door into the public, everything we come in contact with is some sort of public entity or, sorry, legal, let's say legal person or or public entity. Uh, So even when I'm walking down the street and I, I tap shoulders with someone, I mean, I just hit a pedestrian, you know, or I just bump. It's not just like you hit another man, you know, that there's everything's been fine labeled. And so the only way to handle that business to get all that business into, let's say the court is you have to do it on paper. I mean, there's just no other way around it to hold that kind of business. You can't just say, oh, my word is my bond anymore with these with all these people because nothing would get done. Actually. Well, back in the day, everything was done on a handshake. Now yeah. a, handshake, a, a handshake's just an invitation to get stabbed in the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or your watch stolen or something. Yeah. <laughs> So when uh here's another thing, here's another thing too is uh case say say I agree to come over to your house and cut your grass on Saturday for ten bucks and then I go to your house Okay, say I go to your house and you give me the ten bucks and then I laugh and say thanks sucker and I don't cut your grass. Now you go and you file a statutory complaint against me. Even though I'm the one that's dishonorable, I can still say, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a legal person. I'm a man. And you should have been dealing with me man to man instead of treating me as a person. I don't know if that was a good example. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Like, why are you you running... Why are they running away filing a complaint and then trying to have all this basically no responsibility when you are coming in saying, I'm a man. We could settle this with even a claim, a man-to-man situation. 
But now mm-hmm. that that complaint system has gotten just so easy and I don't know, it's, it's just kind of, it's ridiculous once you see it, like you said. Well, the thing is, like, if, if you're getting robbed, you call the cops. If somebody's, if somebody's chasing you, trying to kill you, you call the cops. If your neighbor's baseball ends up in your backyard, you don't call the cops. And that's what people do. People call, oh, uh, you, your grass is too long. I'm going to call the cops. You're, whatever, you're making noise. I'm calling the cops. Everybody's a cop caller now. Yeah, and that that's blatant dishonor, isn't it? Without without coming to ask your neighbor first, like what's the problem? Maybe his mower doesn't work. Can I can I fix your mower for you? Or you know, like, yeah, like you could just say, hey, Mike, uh, I'm not trying to be an asshole or nothing, but you haven't cut your grass in like two months, and it's looking pretty ugly. And now all your dandelions are on my lawn. You think it'd be a problem? You just cut your grass. Maybe you don't want to cut your grass. Maybe you got a broken leg, and that's why you're not cutting your grass. Who knows? But maybe you can say, yeah, I, uh, I've been meaning to do that. Maybe my lawnmower's broke, leg's broke, whatever. Maybe you could offer, yeah, if it's bothering you, I got a lawn. you can grab your lawnmower and cut my grass. I'll pay you to do it. But we can work it out as neighbors man-to-man. I don't have to go and call the bylaw enforcement. Exactly. But it's it's kind of cop calling for stupid shit is yeah, in a way it's dishonor, but it's it's dishonor out of pure ignorance. Just because we don't know any better, that's what we think we're supposed to do. So it's not that we're actually trying to be dishonorable, we just don't know any better. Well if everyone was honorable, at least to a certain extent, uh there would be no need for a huge government. You know, it would just be like, as we know now, or as we learned again from Carl, that the government is there to secure and protect your property and not this huge, giant mommy uh, just totally telling everyone what to do and how to do it, you know. Yeah, if, we'll see if if Obama, if the, if, the, if the purpose of Obamacare was to actually take care of the people, that would be a wonderful thing. It's just that there's so many hidden agendas in there. Oh yeah. But yeah, if 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 cops were roaming the neighborhood looking for muggers and rapists, that'd be great. But when they're driving around looking for a rust spot a little too big or a tire underinflated or a cracked taillight or dirty like like that's all a bunch of horse shit. Like you guys got nothing better to do. Like there's there's people selling crack to kids on every corner downtown and you're up here telling me that my back window is dirty. Mhm. Like you're telling me that you don't like my shiny flashy thing hanging from my rearview mirror. Like you got nothing better to do. But if cops are going around looking for actual actual lawbreakers, that'd be great. It's just when they're enforcing code, enforcing policy, private policy. That's bullshit. Yeah.
Like, that's why I have no problem with cops in general, because they're out grabbing bank robbers, they're grabbing murderers, whatever. I get it that a drunk driver hasn't actually caused any harm, loss, or injury yet. Mm-hmm. But there's a very fine line for me with drunk driving. It's, I don't care what anybody says, it's Russian roulette. If you drink and drive every night, it's just a matter of time. You're going to kill somebody or injure somebody badly. Yeah. No, that's totally true about certain things like that. When Because that's... that's it's just being irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I, I believe I have a certain duty and obligation to my fellow man not to cause harm. Like, I... I don't know, I hear people say, oh, if if you see somebody that needs help, you have a duty and obligation to help them. And I say that's a load of crap. Yeah, maybe I'm my brother's keeper or whatever, but there's nothing in the law that states that I have to risk my life and run into your house when it's engulfed in flames and try and crawl through the smoke to find you and get you out of the house. I don't even know for sure that you're in the house and now I'm going to die in an empty house looking for somebody that's not even in there. There's nothing saying that I have to put my life in jeopardy to help my fellow man. No, exactly. I agree. But you have every duty, responsibility, obligation, uh, purpose not to cause harm that comes from you or anything that you did. Yes. that's very simple, I think. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. knows. Well, to me, to me, it comes down to doing a wrong. Everybody knows when they're doing wrong. If you steal somebody's car, how can... I don't care how much of a stupid criminal you are. You don't honestly believe that you're allowed to steal people's cars. You know you're doing wrong when you're, when you're a car thief. Yeah. So... Um, so say say I'm in my car and I'm going down the road and I accidentally, I don't know if accidentally is good, by mistake, I smash into your car. Okay, maybe I, maybe I have caused harm, loss, or injury, but I haven't necessarily done wrong. I didn't intentionally do something that I know is wrong. I did something by accident. So... Now, knowing that I have caused harm, loss, or injury, I have to remain in honor by compensating. Once I fail to compensate, now I'm in the wrong. I'm dishonorable. Yeah. Well, kind of straight off what I really want to talk about, which was back to venue and uh, and public and private, which is a, a huge topic because it changes all the time. But... Man has no business, a, a private man out in the public <laughs> has no business going back into a private venue where there's no such thing as man. It's just a paper world and not a physical world. And he, he has no business even going there. Would you agree or disagree? I would agree. If I'm not a Boy Scout, I have no business at the Boy Scout Hall. Okay, so so 
but even writing letters into that place um, to to let that Boy Scout group know that, hey, I'd love to show up, but I can't. And then someone's issuing some sort of warrant to come drag you in there. What what will stop that? Well, there's got to be, we're missing like a key, a link or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are we all still running into these problems, even though we're so close? And some people have success. But so you're, yeah. So you're saying somewhere a magic silver bullet must exist. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think the magic bullet exists. Um, I see, do. even even if um. Even if, uh, how do I put this? Um, uh, if it doesn't exist, then it's a rigged game. And I just don't believe it, it's a rigged game because, like you say, how honorable, even a private court, if honor is still very important for a society, a system to, to survive, actually. But see, um, you also have to remember, a judge doesn't really do anything. A judge is just a puppet. Without a man's hand up that puppet's ass, that puppet's not doing anything, right? So agreed. Yeah, agreed. So but, even if even if they have certain rules that they have to follow, again, it's their rules. But on top of that, it's still men and women acting. So the it's like say the judge wakes up in a really bad mood one day. Well, he's a man. Shit happens. He's not a robot. He doesn't do the exact same thing every day. He has thoughts. He has feelings. He he reacts like a man while he's acting as a judge. But if his if he's if he's acting as a man, doing his own thing while he's in the capacity of a judge, he better make sure he doesn't break the rules. It's like, um, like that's a, also uh, what a man would do, though. That that's also a manly thing is to not break the rules. So it's not like he's acting out of character to follow the rules, uh, but, but he does still have emotion. You know, I understand that. It, yeah, man makes mistakes. There's no no avoiding that. There's no man that's ever walked this planet that never made one single mistake. So another way of looking at it is if you look up a cop's job description, nowhere in that job description does it say go downtown while you're on duty, get floor licking drunk, and run out on the street in uniform and shoot the first 10 people you see. So if a cop's on duty and he does that, he's not acting as a cop. He's acting as a man. Cops don't do that. A man would do that. So now you're not suing the cop, you're suing the man. That that leads, That's a very good point, which I was also going next, is on, on Skype you said that, you said uh, just wearing a cop suit doesn't make you a cop, just like, you know, just wearing a Santa suit doesn't make you Santa. And I wanted to ask you, well, then what does make you a cop then? And, of course, I think all of us know it is the suit. 
sense your your uh, oath, you know, your promise to do certain things. But then it's it's probably more, let's say, ninety percent, ninety nine percent your action, obviously. Yeah. And so, like you said, when you even though you're suited up, but if you jump out of character and start off cap the people, that's not acting like a cop, obviously. If Santa, you know, Santa starts selling weed on the side or crack on the side of the road, he's not acting like Santa. And so, yeah. but the, can't the same same be said as true for for a man? Right. If if the presumption is that I'm always a driver, I'm always a taxpayer, I'm always a citizen, I'm always a, a whatever. At what point can I act like a man? And and who's going to notice and even care? Well, when Santa drops off the last presents and he flies back to the North Pole, he's off duty now. He gets to take his suit off and. He gets to jump in his car, go downtown, and bang hookers if he wants. It's up to him. He's not Santa. He's he's not acting in the capacity of Santa. He's on his own time. He's a man. He's Chris Kringle now. Yeah. <laughs> Bad Santa. Okay, uh, I get that. But look, I um, I I'm not. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Uh, look, I'm I'm just a man. I don't wear any suits. I don't wear any Santa suits, but that's not true because I did apply to be a, uh, let's say, a driver, uh, social security guy, whatever. I applied for all these things, all these suits. But can't I ever take them off like Santa can? When does my job end? Whenever you... Okay, <laughs> you're, you're, you're only on the job if you say you're on the job. Okay, that pulls me over, I'm not on the job. Boom, you're going to jail. Okay, but again, the cop is just a trained dog. He's out okay, catching I go into court. I go into court, I'm not a defendant. I'm not wearing that suit. Boom, contempt. Not necessarily. Yeah, that's true. Not necessarily, but it's... Mm. Like, like I've, I've helped a lot of people write a lot of letters and a lot of notices. And it's very rare that anybody gets threatened with contempt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Even in like, let's say like Gus's case, you know, I'm a man, I'm here telling the judge calmly, manly, straight to your face in a, in, in a, in a close room, you know, nothing's going to happen and everything's fine. And still in the judge's eyes, he's not a, in the judge's eyes, he's not a man. In the man's acting as judge, in his eyes, he's a man. But even on paper, uh, Gus was still the defendant, pled no low contendary, whatever, uh, case discharged, something. They, they still didn't recognize him. The court cannot recognize a man, even though the what happened with Gus or and, all, and other people is, is, it turned out to be good, but it still wasn't that, that full recognition, like, you know, what's wrong with being a man? Well, see, the thing is, is the judge cannot see a man. But the man acting as judge, he can think, he can feel. So he can, as the man, not the judge, but the man yeah. acting as judge can think 
holy fuck, this guy knows the law. And now he's going to be a little bit scared that he might get sued. And so he's got that little bit of wiggle room where he's going to have to make the decision. Am I going to try and nail this guy to the wall? Am I going to test this guy to the limit and risk getting sued? Or am I going to call a recess and tell that prosecutor to drop his case? Or am I just going to rule against the prosecutor to save my own skin? Am I going to throw the liability on the prosecutor and let the prosecutor get sued? Now the judge is making the decisions. Not No, the, the man oh, acting man. as judge is making personal decisions in his own life. How am I going to, am I going to, Am I going to ruin my private life by acting a certain way at my job? Because if I continue to do my job and this guy actually knows the law, I'm not actually a judge ruling against the defendant. This guy is, is a man. He knows he's a man. He knows I'm a man. And he does have a higher jurisdiction if he knows what he's doing. So he's going to be testing you. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be feeling out, does this guy know his shit? Because there's, there's people I'm helping that obviously I'm not a mind reader, but I'm pretty sure the judge knows this guy's bullshitting. Because I'll tell this guy what I think he should put in a notice. This guy will file the notice. The judge will ask him questions about the notice he filed, and the guy doesn't know what to say. Obviously, somebody's writing this guy's stuff for him. This guy's writing some very scary notices, but it's not him writing it. Somebody else is telling him what to do. And so it kind of drags on. I've seen this several times where the other side is treading lightly. They're not backing down, but they're not going full steam ahead. They're just testing and feeling the water. Like I... um, Go ahead. Like I've been helping people or I've helped people where where they stuck to the notices like a champ. The judge threatened them with contempt. They were polite and respectful, stuck to their guns. And it got really scary, but they were honorable and stood on their paperwork, whatever. And uh, one lady, she had, I believe it was six felonies. And it was kind of funny. She got convicted on all six charges, except somehow she was char- she was convicted of six misdemeanors, which is just kind of funny because there was no mention of any switch. But she goes into court on six felonies and gets convicted on six misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. So they got their little ways of being sneaky and trying to weasel out because they knew that she knew what she was doing and they knew she wasn't afraid. Like the judge actually threw her in jail for contempt for, I think it was like two or three hours or something, brought her back up in the afternoon and gave her a new court date. And then the new court date, I, I don't know, I can't remember exactly how it played out, but it eventually went to trial and she stuck to her guns right till the bitter end. And they found some some freaking ridiculous way of weaseling out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, it happens. It works. You're right. If you stand up and, and you know, uh, I hate to say this, you know who you are, uh, but that's basically what it is. Uh, that's what I've, the judge for and the man acting into it. I've also, uh, I've also seen where um, somebody, it's happened a couple times, but where somebody goes to court with some relatively serious charges um, and then <laughs> maybe a couple of them get dropped. They get convicted on a couple. They always have to, they have to find you guilty on something. And then, so you end up getting a year. Oh, that's, that's what happened with this woman too, with the six felonies. She, um, she got sentenced to a year in jail, except it was a suspended sentence. So as long as she behaved herself for one year, everything goes away, which is kind of funny. Like, mm-hmm. just, okay, well, we find you guilty on all charges, but well, just I... behave yourself and we'll let you go. Yeah. Or or they get they get convicted and they get sentenced to a year probation. And the terms and the conditions of the probation is I will obey by all the laws of Canada. Ooh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> don't, don't break any of the laws. Yeah. You have to well, break them yeah. already. Yeah, if they were real laws, I guess it would go without saying that I obey the law. You're just yeah. telling me to obey your private rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll be good for a year. <laughs> okay, okay uh, I won't get caught. Yeah, exactly. I won't get caught. I'll be more sneaky this time. Well, um, you said something really interesting when uh, we were talking about me coming to your house and I had my shoes and I'm smoking. And then we we related that back to court. And you said, uh, uh, because, you know, the house situation is man on man, whereas when man goes into or, or has to deal with the legal society, it's one man versus an army, right? Uh, you said something like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's not a hundred percent accurate, but that's kind of basically what it is. Kind of, it's just an idea, you know, in a, a visual. And so, how on earth do let's just say I'm the man? How on earth do I not have a larger army behind me? Because nobody knows what it means to be a man. Everybody's running around with the person mask on. Well, but that's just a presumption too from that army. The 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 legal army is telling us that because but, if I went if I went and asked my dad right now or my friend who's never even heard of Carl and I said, Dad, are you a man? He said, Yes. Yeah, but that's what I said. People don't know what it means to be a man. Yeah, it's, not, like, not it's, like I, it's like I said before. I can run around town <clears> and <throat> I can. I can I can have a sign that says I am a man. I got feathers, I got a duck beak, I'm running around going quack quack quack, waddling like crazy, I'm laying duck eggs. Okay, I'm acting like a duck and I'm saying I'm a man. Okay, call yourself a man all you want. Fucking quackers. Mhm. It's it's being double minded. You're saying I'm a man but you're acting like a, a legal person. Okay, well, you're obviously confused. I'll help you out, Junior. 
okay, you're saying you're a man, but you're talking like a person. You're obviously confused. Uh, I'll make the decisions for you. It's okay. Don't, don't, don't strain your little brain there, buddy. Now, but couldn't, couldn't you walk out into the public with, it uh, says, I'm a, I'm a man's shirt on, no duck feathers, no nothing, and gather a thousand people around you and ask them either in a group or individually a simple question. Uh, do you think I'm a man? And, and they, even, even wearing their, all their person masks, all this crap, they'd obviously, I mean, without a doubt, be like, yeah, <laughs> right? They'd think it'd be crazy. You were asking them, am I a man? So you'd still have that power behind you, and you'd say, okay, great. Now I need your opinion real quick. Follow me. Let's go down to this, this uh, venue. And uh, I, I need you just to tell these people right here what you think of me. I think he's a man. I think he's a man. I think he's a man. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything when you don't know what a man means and I don't know what a man means. It doesn't make any difference because you're still quacking like a duck. But the legal society can't tell me what a man means. They don't bother. Only my only my fellow man can tell me what a man is. And if they if they think I'm just Fairbones man, the legal society doesn't give a shit about a man. They're calling you a legal person, and that's as far as it goes. They're not acknowledging that you're a man. They're not saying you are. They're not saying you aren't. They're saying you're the defendant. See, here's the thing too. But I'm telling them I'm not. But you're but you're quacking that you're not. That's the difference. See, here's, here's the thing. Say, say you know what it means to be a man, and I don't. And you ask me, am I a man? And I'll say, oh, yeah, you're a man, obviously. And then you say, am I required to wear your, my seatbelt? Obviously, everybody knows you have to wear your seatbelt. So I'm obviously confused. I don't know what it means to be a man. Yeah, I get your point. The... Like, I, I if, if I'm completely ignorant, I can run around and say, oh, no man is allowed to rob a bank. No man is allowed to uh, run naked down the street. No man is allowed to throw their bottles, cans, and oh, paper. No. You, don't, you don't tell other men what they are what they aren't. That's why I said you get a group around you, and you ask them to tell you only what you are but but yes we don't go around telling other other men and women you can't do this can't do that you are that you are this you know i understand that point i'm just saying you also said earlier you know it's not that they are stealing our time it's that we are wasting our time i think that's how it went anyway yeah it was a great statement great (laughs) great uh um, and there has to be a way to stop wasting our time. There has a, a point of realization for both sides with, without, you know, like, let's just say Gus. I, I don't know anybody else has gone through the process. Let's say Gus or Carl or even you. You used a lot of time to do that. And, and even next time, he'll, Gus will probably have to do it again. You know, it's, it's like a never-ending thing. But another way of looking at it is Gus had a bunch of knowledge and wisdom and experience and then he ran into Carl and then he flipped 
to instead of being statutory, he's now common law. And he gained a bunch of knowledge and wisdom and experience. And then he actually got thrown into full out court. And it probably scared the crap out of him. It probably pissed him off. He was probably a little confused. The usual shit that happens to people when stuff like that goes on. But he got through it. And it was a good outcome. So now next time he goes in there, he's got a lot more hands-on experience. He's going to be a little more calm, a little more relaxed, a little less scared. And it's going to be a little bit easier for him. Plus, he's going to have more time to gain more knowledge and more wisdom. So it's going to get easier and easier. But if this happens two or three times, the other side is probably going to, oh, I remember this Breton guy. Yeah, this guy's a problem. So they might be, he might be on their computer now is, yeah, this guy, this guy, he, he found a good way out. Like he actually beat the last charges. This guy put some scary notices in. He knows what he's doing. So they might be quicker to drop it. If if they if if the legal society is a private group, which it is in comparison to the public, or me and you, or, or men and women, uh, do you really think they're afraid of Gus? You know, I don't think they're afraid, but they they probably just say, well, there's no more business with this guy, and so we don't want to get any more hassles with this guy because that could make some news for the other Gus's out there. Well, that's another thing, too, is they can't... uh, Like, if you walked into court and you said, I'm a man, you don't have any jurisdiction over a man, and the judge said, ah, damn it, you're right, okay, get out of here. There's going to be a whole bunch of legal persons sitting in the peanut gallery going, holy fuck, did you see what that guy... I am a man. You have no jurisdiction over I am a man. Ah, darn it. You're right. Get out of here. Next guy comes up. I'm a man. You got, and it's going to go on forever. So they can't just tell you why you won. They can't say why you won in front of other people. They can't put it on paper that you, you're, you won because you're a man. But why did he even go in there? Why did Gus even go to court? Why did he walk in that building? Because if he didn't, he would have lost his bail money. He would have got a warrant out for his arrest. He would have got thrown back in the bucket. He had to deal with it honorably. You can't just skip town. Well, but there's no man does not belong in that court, right? We've already agreed on that. Yeah, man does not belong in that private venue. So why not just show up on paper? Let him deal with it on paper and that's it. Because who knows what they're going to do or say and you're not there. Yeah, that's a quick trip to jail right there. Yeah, I know. They'll, they'll, I know what they'll do. <laughs> it's definitely not fair. Um, like, it also depends on what the paperwork is. Like, if I, if I know I can't be in court, if I, if I got a court date in three days and I know I can't be there, it's absolutely impossible. I can file a notice and say, like, I'm not 
sticky on the wording or whatever, but just say basically something came up and I won't be able to make it to court. I have an emergency. Maybe they would, maybe they would, they would start the case and the prosecutor would say, oh yeah, I got a notice from the defendant and he's unable to attend today because of uh, an emergency. He's requesting a 30 day continuance. The judge is going to say, oh, yeah, no problem, that's fine. So you could appear on paper just to let them know that you can't be there on that particular day. But if you just write a notice saying, I'm a man, fuck you, discharge this. Yeah, that's right. Right, right on paper. That's uh, probably, the judge is probably not going to see that. The man acting as judge is going to say, oh, no effing way. She has to see that it's on paper, right? Otherwise, what does he see? He doesn't see you when you're standing there. He doesn't, doesn't hear you when you speak. He, can't, he doesn't read it when it's on paper. Then, I mean, is everything just invisible to this guy? Well, you, you better be there to hold him to it. I, I can't see him. I can't touch him. I can't touch the judge's office. Okay, well, take your, take your chances then, but... No, I know what you mean. I'm just trying to rationalize it in my head. Um, I think you hit a good point earlier when you were talking about how, uh, you know, like we're alone. We go in there and we're we're by ourselves. To me, I think that is the silver bullet. I think there's a reason they wrote we the people. I'm not sure how they held court back in the day, but I've heard from the Bible, you know, how, how do you remedy a situation with your fellow man? And Jesus would say, you know, you try to approach him. If not, you take a friend. Well, how many friends do you take? So if we have a problem and you have knowledgeable people willing to go to court with you and stand with you, which I believe is lawful in common law, I think uh, the next friend or the McKinsey friend or whatever it is, but let's say you had a whole jury or a, a whole courtroom full of people that knew common law and were just there for a traffic ticket. Yeah, like like your own jury, not not one selected by the court. Well, not, not, not necessarily a jury, but just people but see, in the courtroom. But here is the big problem. I challenge you to find 20 people that know common law that are going to come to court with you on your court date. Okay, yeah, and I'm speaking in the future here, Mike, because, no, we don't have that right now. But if we could start, okay, so they have an app for everything, okay? But see, that's why I'm, I, I, I haven't actually said it a whole lot lately, but a while ago I was saying people should start setting up groups in their area. Like everybody that's on Skype, start, like if, if you live in Chicago, find other people in the Chicago area and start a Skype group, a Chicago Skype group, Skype group. And everybody in Chicago can talk about how they do things in Chicago. Or even if it's Illinois, it doesn't matter. Just, okay, I went to court in Illinois. I did this. This is what happened to me. Funny thing, I went to court in Illinois and the same thing happened to me. And then somebody else says, I'm from Illinois, and I did this, and it worked like a charm. 
And then you can all get ideas on how they're doing things in that county or that city. And you get an idea how things work. And you can also tell everybody in your area, I'm going to court on this date. And then everybody will be a bit everybody will be aware and maybe you'll at least have a chance of having three or four people come to court with you. At least right. it's a start. That's what, that's what I, I believe is the big thing here. Of course, learning and everybody have a good understanding and teach their children so that in the next couple of generations, it'll be much more widespread. It won't be like us. Uh, you know, someone wrote down, I think, earlier, Carl built 10 houses, and we're still learning how to read the plans for the first house. So well, that's I, – I said something like that, I don't know, about a week or two ago, is uh, I'm kind of getting sick of helping people repeat myself over and over and over again. I don't know how Carl's lasted this long, but I'd rather just teach this shit to kids. Like, kids will get it a lot faster. Bingo. And the younger generation coming up are the ones that need to, to know this. Like, we got to get this snowball rolling. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So you're, you're talking about creating a Skype group. I'm saying create an app. I mean, there's got to be some smart people listening to this shit who know how to create an app. I don't. But if I did, I heard one guy talking about maybe creating some CDs or some books for children to kind of, you know, help help them understand this stuff so that when they're in their early teens, they already have a good understanding of common law, which yeah. is beautiful. But if we have an app, well, it's not just the app. Of course, it's exactly what Mike said, creating communities within communities that are there to help each other and uh, and grow. That's a huge aspect, but getting it out on the internet, not just on YouTube, but actually in an app where anybody with a smartphone can go on there and do some reading, just basic stuff. So I think, I don't know, Carl's not into it. He does his thing, and they, uh, I don't know, someone's got to start writing this shit down, putting it down so everybody else can see it. Because we have yeah, these groups, but even if you go to YouTube still, I look at Carl's videos, and I used to bitch about this a year ago. There's 500 views, 300 views. You know what I mean? Nobody is seeing this guy. Yeah. Well, it's, see, I've mentioned this before, too. Um, like, back in the day, people were listening to Carl. Nobody was really getting it. And people were saying, oh, we need Carl to come out with those DVDs. That's what's going to do it. As soon as he comes out with the DVDs, I'm going to get this. And then DVDs come out and nobody got it. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, when, when Carl releases his, his dictionary, that's going to be the magic bullet. Everybody's, I'm going to totally understand this when he comes out with his dictionary. Okay, well, now there's TalkShoe, there's Skype, there's the YouTube videos, there's DVDs, all kinds of shit. And nobody's getting it. So everybody's like, okay, now we got. Well, now we got to have websites, the forums, and now we got to have apps. We got to have children's books. Like, well, hold on. can I uh, can I chime in on that a little bit? Because 
when I used to listen to Carl early on, especially, I really felt what he was saying, meaning I've always known this in my core. I just didn't know how to express it. And when he said it, it made sense. That's why it made sense. But here's the kicker. You know, like you said earlier, filing a claim is not that fucking simple. Like, there's a lot of little steps, the way you word shit, the procedure on how you do it, proper venue. I mean, there's a lot to it. So it's not just understanding the common law. It's also understanding how to move a court. Yeah. And what I'm saying is these CDs are not only going to say our forefathers, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it's also going to teach you how to actually move a court because all of us get bits and pieces of it, but it's the full motion all the way through. Like but I the thing here, is, hold on, I'll verbally this, tell you what I thought would how you should go through court, but I'm but sure the I would problem just is, the problem is, is what you're saying requires black and white answers. First you do this, first you, next you do this, next you do this, next you do this, next. It's not that linear. It's not written in stone. It's nowhere near solid. Okay, you have hold no on. Now, moving, moving through court is black and white. It is because there's this procedure. Now, really? Said it was, well, yeah. So when you, so you, you want to go and file a claim, you go down and you file your claim, and then there's a procedure afterwards to get in front of your jury. Yes, that's that's a pretty much just a procedure, okay? And then okay, somebody... but, but, but you're forgetting that there's all kinds of shit in between. You're dealing with men and women. I'm not forgetting any of them. I'm saying if it was all... Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. All... You're, pretending, you're pretending that the clerk's going to do her job exactly how you want her to, that the magistrate's going to behave himself, that this is going to happen, that's going to happen. You're... No, 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 no. I'm talking about the basics, Mike. Look, how many people have okay, called up? Okay, when, when, when you're in court, a simple on. question like. Okay, when you're you know, in court, you're holding your court. Tell me what the other side's going to say, word for word, the whole the whole proceeding. How's it going to go? I don't care. Okay, well that's, you lost. No, that's not true. Because you think you can follow, you think you can follow, you think you can follow their beliefs. Okay, you think believe. Fine. What you're saying, what you're saying is, I've already put it in. I'm going to let it ride. This is he said it a thousand times. It's that simple to to let the paperwork ride. I'm talking about like a simple paperwork. Okay. Okay, you know what? Okay, if if you know exactly how it is, you write out steps one through three hundred, exactly word for word how it's going to go. You write out the steps exactly, exactly. You're taking it in a direction which you think from every case you're going to be able to write down exactly how you're supposed to do it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people understanding the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Just that understanding. And then they have an understanding of how to move through court. People would uh, call in and say, do I write a letter or do I write a notice? No, you write a letter to the man, you write a notice when you're in court. But these are just simple basic things that could be down on paper. Not so you can't, you can't, you can't give a man, are you saying you can't give a man notice? <clears throat> I didn't say that either. I'm just saying people call up all the time and say, I gave that man notice. 
and a lot of people will say, you wrote him a letter? So I'm just saying simple things like that. You can give a man notice if you feel like it, but you can also just write him a nice letter. I think both you guys are hitting on something here. What if, okay, I was drawn into a legal court and um, like you said, it's kind of one against an army, but there is a public seating area in the court courtroom there. Now, instead of uh, only filing my notices into their case, what if I made 100 copies? And when I walked into court and I was sitting with the public there, I passed out a copy of my notices and my beliefs to every one of my fellow men and women in that courtroom. I, I didn't instruct them. I didn't try to corrupt the court or anything. I just said, please read this. This is my case coming up. Or this is the case I'll be in coming up. And so even if two or three or ten of them look at it and be like, yeah, you know, a three-year-old could understand this, which is what Carl says a lot, and we all under, understand common law is very basic, the understanding about, you know, uh, right and wrong. And so would not the judge, the man acting as judge at that time, have a real hard time trying to make you stand up and basically prove yourself when you just proved it in front of 40 people sitting there. You didn't prove shit. You talk to a bunch of stupid persons. They have no freaking clue what you're talking about, and the judge is just going to say, shut up and go sit in jail for contempt. Why would that be contempt? Well, whatever you're doing, you're you're going to piss them off. You're going to rub it in their face. Like somebody from one of the court staff is going to find this piece of paper that you're handing out. I, if I can hand it to the judge, why can't I hand it to my sister? What's the difference? You know, uh, my my sister would actually back me up. The judge would not. I don't even want to hand it to the judge. What is your sister going to do? She has no freaking clue what the law is. Is that she not, is she no not the court of public opinion? <clears throat> okay, is but, she not but the listen, court of public opinion? You're not in a public court. <laughs> listen. Do you think, do you think I give a flight? I'll tell the judge to go outside. That's what I'm saying. Why listen, even go in the courtroom? Why listen, even go in there? Listen, Let's go outside, listen. judge. Why is okay, it not a public court? They're all public courthouses. You don't... I don't know what you guys are thinking. You guys are off in space. Do you think no, I give a flying out random fuck? Ideas, okay. Hey, when you, when you come to my house, do you think I give a flying fuck what your sister thinks? You told me that, that when I go to your house and I don't want to come in, that we can go out by the tree and talk about our 50 bucks. So why can't I ask the judge to come outside then? Why does he have to stay? No, no, stay no, no, no. That's not what you're talking about. That's not what you're talking about. You're saying you're going to give your sister some piece of paper. I don't give a fuck. And your sister. I'm going to give it to your sister, too. I don't, I don't, don't think she's going to understand. She's not going to understand the basics of, of right and wrong. What can she do? Support me. How? How? Hold she is ball? my jury. She is my it's opinion. She is the one judging me. Okay, she you're going to bring your... Listen, 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 listen. You're going to bring what? your sister into a statutory court, and she's your fucking jury. Duh, yeah. think about that. She's not your jury. Listen. <laughs> your sister, it's going to show the judge. Listen, it's going to show listen. the judge that no, this no. is not where I want to be. A man is not supposed to be here. He's God is not supposed to be sitting in front of you, and I'm trying to tell you that, judge. He's going to say, go sit in the cage. 
if you show up to my house... For what crime? Why would he say that? Listen, listen. If you show up to my house with your sister and your sister has a piece of paper, what the fuck is she going to do? I don't give a shit what she says. I'm going to tell her to ram her paper up her ass and get the fuck out of here. She's got nothing to say. She's not a party to the case. She's not a party to the case. She has no say. She has no standing. Nothing. Then back to my original point. Why even go to court in the first place? Handle it outside. Because you're going to go to jail if you don't go to court. Why? What crime? I have not been convicted of a crime. You appear. Everybody knows this. This is ridiculous. I don't have to appear. It's voluntary. Okay, it's voluntary. Go to jail. What what (laughs) crime? There is no crime saying, oh, you didn't appear, you go to jail. There's Okay. Try yeah, it. There, there, <laughs> try it. Try it. I dare you. Oh, the uh, bench warrant. Listen, okay, back in the old days. Back to the old days. How about how about instead of your dream world in your head and instead of the old days, why don't you think in reality? Everybody, you never talk about the old days, Mike? Come on. Everybody everybody on the planet knows if you miss a court date, you're gonna get a warrant. It's not rocket science. Only if you agreed to show up. Yes, you're right. It's an agreement. Okay? Okay, whether it, they're running on presumption. If you don't properly rebut the presumption, if you don't agree with your adversary, they're going to steamroll you. If you tell the IRS, fuck off, I'm not paying taxes, they're going to show up with guns, they're going to drag you to jail. This is common knowledge. You've already agreed to be a taxpayer. You're right. I understand that. Okay? We, we get that part. Now, back in the old days, when I stole your bike and you you were pissed off, you went out into the public and you put out a public notice. Bob stole my goddamn bike, and when I'm gonna, I need to find him. And anyway, you'd find me, okay? And then you put out another notice of an event. I'm gonna go talk with Bob over by the the oak tree, and I want all you guys to show up to be the court of public opinion, who's right or wrong, okay? Now. What is wrong with that very simple scenario happening today with, with people around you before you walk into a legal, no, private because, court? Because you're talking to a bunch of fucking rocks. You're not talking to man. You're talking to persons who are ignorant. Am I talking right. to a rock right now? You're in a dream world. You're Am I thinking saying, that, you're talking to a rock or a unicorn right now, Mike? I know different. I know the difference between a man and a legal person. You're saying you're just going to go run out into the street and hand no. out leaflets at the mall I'm and everybody's going to get it. I'm saying that a three-year-old knows the difference between right and wrong. That's all we're talking about here. I'm not going to go into the legal person, law arguments, all this crap. And it's like the guy, the gentleman I was talking to you earlier said, it's the basics uh, in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, which some say doesn't have anything to do with us, but it's the principle. It's the principle, the basic principle. People understand that. Rocks understand that. Rocks don't understand shit. Rocks don't have brains. Okay, well, people do, and they can understand that. Well, people can understand that. Look at how many people have been listening to Carl for two years or more that don't get it. Because I think they're going about it the wrong way. Well, whatever. You're in a dream world if you think you're just going to give a bunch of piece of paper to a bunch of people and the judge. I'm giving them already. I'm filing it into a private court. I'm doing that anyway. 
I'm hoping they believe it, hoping they see it, hoping they do all this crap. But you're saying I should go out and do it with my fellow man, be it I should do it to a bunch of private people that don't really don't give a shit about me? I don't know, man. Go file a piece of paper into court and not show up. Tell me how it works out for you. I never said anything about doing that, about filing in and not showing up. I didn't say that. I said maybe we're filing it to the wrong people. I got I got Just a question. Shoot, Mike. Um, I I know where this guy's coming from too, because I feel the same way. But uh, since the cops are ignorant of the law, also, couldn't you send them a letter to Bob, the cop, ahead of time before the court date? And uh, say, hey, I'd like to settle this privately. And if you don't, if we don't, I'll see you in court at open court on such and such date, the same date that you're going to be in court. Because technically, I know it's an administrative court, but aren't they supposed to be at open court because they're the ones that brought the claim against you? If you were talking to me, I just got dropped and called back in. I missed all that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Technically, I mean, I understand where this guy's coming from. Um, This is, say, 1995. I'm from Buffalo. Um, Couldn't you write a letter to Bob, the police officer, saying, I'd like to settle this privately before we get to the court date, and if not, I will see you at court because it is, isn't the the first court date, isn't that technically an open common law court, or is that still an administrative court? It's still an administrative court. They're They're operating under the presumption that you're a legal person. And so when you go to court, they're trying... They're presuming jurisdiction, and if you don't rebut it, then they have jurisdiction. So when they ask you, how do you plead? Guilty, not guilty, no contest. If you pick any one of those three, you're admitting to their jurisdiction. So, Couldn't you write? Like you could Couldn't call you it a, You could call it a special appearance, and, well, I wouldn't actually call it a special appearance, but you could... Think of it as a special appearance where you're not showing up under their jurisdiction. Um, You've rebutted their jurisdiction on paper. You're saying, I'm a man and I'm only going to be at court to compensate another man or woman. So you've rebutted their jurisdiction. They're not just going to roll over and die, but you got to keep the heat on them. But you have to rebut their jurisdiction. Do do you have to... Would would it be good to go after the cop because the cop is not showing up, um, or would it would you go after the prosecutor because he's the one pushing the claim through the or the complaint, I should say, through the court? Um, well, I would be trying to deal with the man before court. Um, if you don't get the matter settled before court. Yeah, before court, then it's time to start writing to the man acting as prosecutor. 
and let him know that you're trying to settle this in private. Because, like, like you said earlier, the cops don't don't. If they went to to cop school on the first day of school, they say, "Okay, you might get sued doing this job." You, nope, they might back down. I, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm because I got I got a ticket today. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I was thinking of writing to the prosecutor and, and the cop at the same time. Do you, do you know who the prosecutor is right now? Uh, I could find it out. Pretty simple. Oh, yeah. Go to court. Ticket. Yeah, if you got the ticket today, there is no prosecutor yet. I can go to court tomorrow and find it. I mean, it's right in the area here. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if they'll have a prosecutor assigned to it yet. Um, the, hey, uh, yep. Hey, this is Billy. The, uh, the thing that's been racking my brain about the tickets is, uh, Carl spoke a lot about just reading words in the codes and that a lot of them say shall for his future. And the other words that they use that you can kind of chop up, but what, What's racking my brain is when he got a ticket for driving backwards, he said he brought the law into the court. Public law, which allowed you to drive in reverse and calm the car. My question is, I never heard him say where he found that. He um, he did say where he found it, but they've revised the code since then. They took all the footnotes out. Because oh. <laughs> uh, when the judge was when when Carl was in court, he was he was saying, "Let me bring the law before the court." And they're like, "What law? Your law." Blah blah blah. And then the cop or the judge finally read it, but he was reading the code. And then Carl's like, "Okay, now go to the bottom of the page and read the footnote." And then the judge read the footnote, and he's like, "Huh? Oh, I guess you are right." And might have then, been annotated. Uh, might have been annotated statutes because they do that too. They have footnotes in there. Yeah, I'm not no, exactly I sure what it is. But this, this was uh, another thing I heard Carl say was how it's rolled up somewhere and stored away in some public public law. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we can't get access to it, we're fucked. I mean, because when he said that. I want. I brought the law into the court. I started thinking the same thing. The annotated statute. But that's not what he was talking about. That's not. That's what uh, Cornforth was talking about. I'm talking about what Carl's talking about, which is he brought the fucking common law. It said in the footnote, it's lawful to drive in reverse in the common law in the Commonwealth. Da, 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 da. And he didn't even read the rest. Is what he was saying. Yeah, but it had he, nothing to do with. It has nothing to do with common law. Virginia is a Commonwealth state, right? So, so the, it could have said it is lawful to drive in reverse in the state, but it's 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 one of the Commonwealth. So they don't refer to it as a state; they refer to it as a Commonwealth. But it, okay, it wasn't so. necessarily common law. But the legal society cannot harm a man, so they put that in there, sort of like a loophole to cover their own ass. 
But if you're smart enough to know what the law is, we'll put it there. We'll give you the way out. If you don't take the way out, then you're you're going to get run through the code. Right. And so that should be written down in black and white for people to read. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Shit like that, Mike, is but see, makes so much sense. But and see, anybody could thing, understand that. But you gotta reverse the, um, engineer all that shit. Yeah. But see, but see, all that's a bunch of crap. Like, I don't give a shit what the public law is. I don't care what the code is. I don't care about any of that crap. Well, it's good <laughs> to have for your exhibits. And not only do I believe it, but your public law says the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, to, to this day, I have never BF'd anything. Of all the people I've helped, all the letters I've written, all the notices I've written... Uh, to this day, I have never CF'd one single thing, ever. Of course, if I was filing a claim, it would probably be different. But as far as letters and notices go, I got no use for CFs. I don't give a shit what the code said. No, I get that. But uh, it, there is some use for it. So, uh, especially on a ticket. So, let's say the guy who was talking earlier in Buffalo says, I got a ticket today. Well, if you go punch in those numbers in Google, it'll pop up that code, and it'll read a certain way. And if you understand how to read it, like Mike was saying, he kind of laughs now. It's all talking about the person and the driver. And, okay. Yeah, so no, can, I don't, I, yeah, I don't read those anymore either I, because it has right, nothing well, to do with the man. Getting out of it is by their own wording. Like the words well, now. It, it, to me, it's kind of. I, I like, tried that. I tried that, and I I I tried that in court uh, with registering, and I said I shall register my vehicle sometime in the future. And he says, "Well, can I give you six months?" I said, "Well, I shall register it sometime in the future." Um, eventually, I won the case, but <clears throat> I just kept saying I was a man. I was a man, even though I was in trial under their jurisdiction and everything, and. The judge let me go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I tried that before, too. But I'm, I'm thinking since the cops don't know the law, why not take it up with them, be, write, write letters to them before the, the appearance date or whatever? Yeah, and, I, uh, I, I think, like Carl says, if, if a cop gives you a ticket, Send the ticket back within three days. It doesn't have to be within three days, but you should be responding immediately. But right. if I'm if I get pulled over and I get a ticket, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut, I'm gonna take my ticket, and then I'm gonna send it back and I'm gonna deal with that man because regardless of what costume he was wearing, he's the only man that I've dealt with so far. So it only makes sense to write to that man and settle in private. Let him know. Because if if you're on the side of the highway and you're saying, oh, you have no jurisdiction over me, I'm a man, blah, 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 I don't, I don't follow your codes, blah, 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 it's going to end bad. Right. So, like, you could say to the cop, I have a driver's license in my wallet, but I believe it belongs to the state. And I'm not operating under that and under that license. 
And if the cop says, I don't know what you're talking about, give me your license. Okay, give him the license. Ask him if that's an order or whatever, but give him the license. Don't put up a big stink. Don't get tased. And then just settle it on paper from the comfort of your own home where you're nice and safe. One one gentleman a while back said he was going to make up his own license. Um, I don't know how exactly he was going to do it, but I was thinking of the same thing. Just put on the top license. It's ridiculous. License, license That's the property of and then your name. <laughs> a license when you're giving yourself a privilege? That doesn't make sense. I'm making a rule now that I'm allowed to have a cookie. It doesn't make sense. You're giving yourself a license to do something that you can already do anyway. Yeah, that's a license, true. A license is something like your boss will give you permission to do something. And maybe you'll get a special card so all the other supervisors in, in that corporation know that you have that benefit or privilege. Well, so, so I can you, give my wife a license then. And she can give me a license. Yeah, but what is the point? <laughs> So you got a license to hand them. <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't make sense. They're not going to recognize your license. Well, I, I give my my wife a license to make dinner tonight. Like, what does that even mean? It's ridiculous. She makes dinner every night. Now she needs a license. I'm going to give I her wish. a license. But it it doesn't really make sense. Like if you look okay. up license, research the word license. It's, I think, I can't remember. I think it's got something to do with licentious acts. Like, all, it's all kinds of crazy shit. Okay. But a license is just permission. So to give yourself permission to do something, it doesn't make sense. I'm just going to do it. Like, if I have the right to fly a kite, I'm not going to give myself a license to go kite flying. But they're not going to acknowledge it anyway. If 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 you say, oh, yeah, you guys have your licensing system, but I have my own. It applies to only me. Okay, buddy, have fun in your little dream world, but we're running you through our coal. All right. Well, I'm going to try writing it to the cop and go from there. Are you in any of the Skype rooms? Yeah. Are you yeah. in the traffic room, the traffic stops room? Uh, Yeah. I was in there earlier today looking at it. Did you um, go back did you go back to last night when me and uh Ryan were chatting? No, I did not. If you I'm a little go, behind on that one. Yeah, go go back to um I don't even know what time it was. It was uh pretty late. It was like early in the morning or something, but if you go back uh I pretty much like obviously not every single detail, but I pretty much told him how to handle it. Like writing first letter to the cop, second letter to the cop, uh, let, uh, what was it? letter to the tow truck owner, whatever. But if you go back, you I actually uh, actually wrote letters that he could write and send in. I did see some letter. I don't know the first date in that room that I saw was. Uh, a couple of months ago, and you had written a couple of letters there. Um, I don't know if those are the same letters or not. 
but I'll, I'll check out last night's. Was it something about, uh, I apologize if I offended you, that was not my intent, please forgive me, kindly send me a bill for any harm, loss, or injury, or services provided so I can compensate? Um, no. That's roughly the first letter I would write to the cop, well, the man acting as cop. But it's uh, it's in the traffic stops Skype room. It was sometime sometime in the morning. All right, I will look at that. For some reason, I can't get on there now. Problem signing in. Uh, 